Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark. Really happy as far as the day is concerned because when you get the opportunity to talk some sports, we do it here each and every Sunday. In the off season, we have um, what you call a juggled schedule. A lot of times, our really our shoot time is for noon, like today, but sometimes we go a little earlier, and now depend upon Cuervo's schedule and what's going on or my schedule or something that's going on. But during football season, you'll catch us right here at 9 a.m., taking you up until noon here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we'll cover all the games in the NFL each and every week on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That having been said, of course, we talk about high school School football right here. It was we cover the Rowlett Eagles varsity football team each and every year for the last ah geez, many, many years now, uh, that we've been covering right here for our locals here and the people that listen locally on the Couch Potato Sports Show and obviously our sponsors that we bring over into this uh into this show. So don't forget about that because we're looking late August, early September, where we'll be giving a lot into high school football. We'll bring on the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna as he'll come in here and uh, give his take up on the Rowlett Eagles and uh, what we do each and every year. It's a fantastic uh, situation that we got going on, in fact. I, it, it took it took me a while to think about it, but we're going into our eighth season of piling Rowlett Eagles varsity football. So exciting stuff for us here, doing what we do each and every week, and then we get rolling with the Rowlett Eagles varsity football. So uh, and, and anything that comes up as we did the. NFL Draft coming to you live from the Bullet Experience, the Jerry Bullet Training Facility, right over at 8900 Princeton Avenue in Rowlett on the night of the draft. That was cool because we were around what NFL was. And what I'm talking about is you look at Melvin Bullet being the cornerback for the uh, then Indianapolis Colts when he played and uh, being one to be able to stop one Tom Brady and get a victory against Tom Brady because of his efforts 
um, is this kind of cool. So we kind of did it, and, you know, it was kind of last minute, but at the same time uh, working with our local sponsors and pushing his uh, brand as well, the Bullet Experience. Check it out. One of the fine sponsors of the Couch Potato Sports Show, amongst many, and we'll talk about those as we go on. It is Sunday. That means we are here to talk about a lot of things, including, you know, football. But let's be honest, guys, the the thing that's taking over right now, and a lot of people talking about, especially right here in the Dallas area, is a little hockey action as the playoffs are continuing as a 3-2 lead for the Dallas Stars over the St. Louis Blues. Now, I'm kind of a Blues fan, always been a closet Blues fan, along with the Chicago Blackhawks as far as hockey is concerned. So that was kind of cool. But that being said, that whole situation as far as what's going on in hockey, there's a lot of things going on. The playoffs and all that. The Stanley Cup playoffs are really getting heated and really getting excited. But again, we talk about 3-2 lead for the Dallas Stars over the St. Louis Blues. They are going to kick it off um, at 2 o'clock our time. So I'm going to kind of keep track of that as we go through the show today. Um, and I'm going to try to bring that up on the old Roku and see if I can catch that on NBC Sports. That's how you could check it out uh, locally here for the Dallas Stars. Um, again, I'm kind of a St. Louis uh, Blues fan, but that game happens today. Dallas leads that series three games to two as they got a pretty good victory uh, the other night. Uh, and what's really kind of bummed out, you know, as far as that was concerned, uh, when we saw the uh, games that happened and what was going on as far as the uh, the games that happened, I, I wanted to see the Blues be able to get in there and kind of take over like they did the last time they were here in Dallas. But Dallas went up to St. Louis and turned that one right around. So um, lots of stuff there um, as far as that's concerned. We'll keep track of that kind of stuff that's going on as far as the uh, games are concerned. Uh, that's, by the way, the only hockey game So that's today. So that's the reason why we're going to keep an eye on it. Uh, the Boston Bruins are going to be taking on uh, Columbus uh, tomorrow. And San Jose is at Colorado in that, um, in that breakdown as well. So we'll watch that and keep our eyes out for what is going on in hockey. We don't get an opportunity to talk a lot of hockey in this uh, forum here because most of the time we spend a lot of time talking football because let's just be honest, guys, that's just what we do best here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. But I got my eye out on that hockey, so good stuff going on in the NHL. We'll also take a look at some of the things that are happening in the NBA um, and Major League Baseball. Uh, I'm going to be working and uh, trying to come in contact with the godfather of fantasy sports, and of course, being Lenny Melnick, along with um, his right-hand man, I guess you can say. But it's not actually a right-hand man. It's actually a right-hand woman. And the best woman fantasy baseball player, not just in our country, guys, but in the world. Let me let me just say that again. Not just in our country, in our world, in the world. Annie, she is awesome. 
So we're gonna, I'm going to try to get them in there and get that squared away and looking really good. So uh, just to keep everybody in check on what we do here, um, as far as that's concerned, we don't talk a lot of baseball either. Uh, be, but it, it's that time of year. As guys are getting in the NFL training camps and things of that sort, that's where it's going to be. So that's going to be really cool to look out for. So we'll watch out for that and uh, go from there. So looking at the uh, NBA, NBA's got a lot of stuff going on it because of the playoffs going on there. Uh, Harden scores 41 as the Rockets outlast the Warriors in overtime last night, uh, 126 to 121. Um, so now it's a 2-1 uh, lead there uh, for uh, the uh, for Golden State. So uh, that was a big, big three-pointer in overtime, and Harden again 41 points last night for the Houston Rockets. So watch out for that. Lots of uh, NBA things that we're going to be talking about as well. But I want to get to baseball because we don't get an opportunity to do a lot of talking. Let's go to the standings in baseball at 21 and 12 in the American League East. Tampa Bay is on top of that division, followed by the Yankees, three games behind 18 and 14. In reality, two and a half games. Uh, Boston, they are five and a half behind them at 16 and 18 out on the season. Someone needs to get something going as far as Boston is concerned, although they are 7-3 and three in their last 10, and they have won their last two. Toronto, 15-18, and 18, they're losers last night. And Baltimore at 12-22, and 22, just shoot that organization in the ass. They cannot get out of their own way to save their own life. There are 10 games back, 9.5 in reality, 4-6. and six. When you're only winning 40% of your games in reality, you suck. Okay, Baltimore, get it. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Baltimore just a couple of years back uh, in there and making a play and trying to make the playoffs. Now they're sitting right back where they are used to, and they need to get that figured out fairly quickly and get that going. Over in the AL Central, on top, the Minnesota Twins, but they only got a two-game lead over the Cleveland Indians at 18 and 13. Minnesota's at 20 and 11. Minnesota's won their last seven out of ten games um, and a, a couple-game winning streak for Cleveland right now trying to get back in there and trying to stay up on top. Detroit is five-and-a-half out of there as they lost last night, and they're four-and-six in their last ten, 14-16 overall. The Chicago, what the hell are you doing, White Sox? 14-17 and 17 out on the season. They are six games back. They are 500 losers of their last two. Kansas City, another team that was on top of the American League and, and winning the World Series, not anywhere close to that kind of performance as they are 12-22 and 22 out on the season. They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They won last night, but man, oh, man, that's a team that needs to pick up on that. In the AL West, Houston, is handling that whole division at 19 and 14, two games ahead of Seattle at 18 and 17. I mean, not very much over 500 is sitting right there, only a couple games back. Um, but interestingly enough, Seattle's two and eight in their last 10 games, and they've lost six games in a row. 
a, a six-pack loss is not good in baseball. And a six-pack loss sometimes can turn your season completely around. And Seattle actually had the lead in this division at one point, um, but Houston has went by them. The Texas Rangers, they are 3-7 and seven in their last 10. And good God almighty, that's a team that needs a shot in the ass after coming out of the gate really quick. But that's nothing abnormal for Texas, and they are doing exactly what it is. And before June happens, they will be out of relevancy when we're talking baseball. 15 and 16 on the season for the Rangers. The Angels, 15 and 18. Uh, they lost last night. They are 6 and 4 out of, uh, in their last 10. Oakland, 15 and 20. Lost last night. They are 3 and 7 out up on the season, so, or the last 10 anyway. Uh, so that being said, of course, that's the name of our show. We'll head on over to the NL as we look at the Philadelphia Phillies with, you know, the big accusation, uh, acquisition, uh, maybe paying dividends, 18 and 14 out on the season, leading that division. Atlanta right behind them at a game and a half. Uh, they won a couple of games in a row, but they've only played 500 ball in the last 10. So they really need to pick it up. And the uh, New York Mets. Trying to make a play, just one game under 500. They are 16 and 17 out on the season. They are three and seven in the last ten losers of their last two. And and you look at the numbers and see where they are. If they could uh, flip that number at seven and three, they'd be right there in Philadelphia's face. So they need to pick it up as well as Washington at 14 and 18. They are four games under 500. They are also three and seven in the last ten, along with Miami. So Washington at 14 and 18, Miami at nine and 23. Can can, can we just put that freaking uh, you know you know franchise out of its misery? But, you know Miami is disgusting and it's not worth watching. St. Louis on up. Of the NL Central at 20 and 13, and they got a half game lead over the Cubs. And maybe I spoke a little bit too early on the Cubs. It sucked. Uh, they picked it up in the last 10. They are 8 and 2. So they are digging right into the St. Louis's ass there at 20 and 13. So uh, Chicago uh, making their presence known. Winners of their last six. When you get a six pack on the W side. That also can turn your season around. Look at the Chicago Cubs looking well. My, uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, 19 and 16, two games out of the spot in that division. Six and four, last ten lost two in a row. Three and seven for the last ten for the Pittsburgh Pirates. They are one game winners last night, but not before that. So you look out for that. Uh, and Cincinnati, 14 19, they won last night. They are 500 in their last ten. Looking at the National League West before we go into a break, 22 and 13 are the Dodgers. Arizona sniffing it up right behind them at 20 and 13. It's a game back behind them. The Diamondbacks have won four in a row, and they are eight and two in their last ten. The reason why they can't get past the Dodgers is because they've won a couple in a row, and they have uh, put together a seven and three in their last ten. Uh, the rest of these teams are all 500 in their last 10. Losers of their last two, San Diego and Colorado. San Francisco also 500 in their last 10, um, and they are losers of one. San Diego 18 and 16, 15 and 19 for Colorado, 14 and 19 for San Francisco. That's your standings there going on in Major League Baseball as we covered all of the divisions in baseball. Again, I might have been wrong about the Chicago Cubs, you know, because at the beginning of this season, they looked like they were just coming out of training camp. 
and not playing well. So the fact that they are 8-2 and two in their last 10, again, that is one of the things that can turn your season around. And uh, having a six-pack win right now, six games in a row, that is something impressive that is going on for the Chicago Cubs. And that being said, no. in case you didn't know, you ask better call somebody. you doing, my friend? I guess you didn't have to go to 7-Eleven this morning when I dinged you at 6 o'clock in the morning. How you doing? My, well, actually, it was like 6.30 my time. I, maybe it was 6 your time. I forgot when I dinged you. But you were up quite early. Uh, I'm always up at that time, Sonny. And, yes, no, I didn't have to go to 7-Eleven. Uh, I have what I need right here in my uh, nice, comfy home. and But I did go get the tight, so we're good with that. And uh, sounds of the like, uh, yeah, sounds like sounds like baseball of all things is the first uh, talk of the show. So I like it. I well, like the I like the it, uh, it, the change. It is, it, and it is, and we're, we're obviously going to get to football because that's just what we do best on the Couch Potato Sports Show. But we we talked about it a couple weeks ago in passing and in overtime because we were talking so much football that we didn't get the baseball, and I felt guilty. Um, and, again, working on Lenny and bringing on Annie on the show, the godfather of fantasy sports and the queen of fantasy sports. Hopefully I'm going to be able to get them in on the show here fairly quickly. If you want to know anything about baseball and players and who they are and what they're doing, you got to get on over to Lenny Melnick and Annie's show. They're also on Sirius XM. In fact, I bought Sirius XM just so I could hear their show um, since my new car's got XM radio in it. So it's kind of like a, a win-win for me. That having been said, back to the Chicago Cubs. When I was in Arizona just, you know, what, about a month ago, this was a baseball team that was completely lost and not in the realm of thinking as you were watching them going, hey, they might be a player for – the World Series. Uh, last 10, they have definitely put it together, Cuervo. 8-2 um, and two in their last. They got a six-pack winning streak going on right now. They're 18-12, and 12, and St. Louis has lost three in a row, so that puts them where they're only a half a game back from St. Louis. St. Louis at 20-13, and 13, and the Cubbies at 18-12, and 12. so this right here, this weekend is a very vital weekend for the Cubs especially with St. Louis losing the way that they are. They, again, losing three in a row, and the Cubs on a six-pack winning streak, um, and they uh, have St. Louis. They're going head-to-head this weekend. So that's another big thing, and they're going to hit the field here uh, sometime today. I think, they, isn't that like a 130 uh, pitch, opening pitch for the Cubs today? Uh, so they're actually going to be on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, that is going to uh, be Sunday the game. I will be Correct. watching that. Yes. Yes. Oh, I will, I be, will too. be I will have my eyes on that one. <laughs> yep, I will be too, Sonny. But uh yeah, I mean look, you know, the the Cubs are eighteen and twelve right now. They started this year off two and seven, so if you do the math Oh, it was god awful. Uh, it was god yeah, awful. It, I, I remember I texted you and they in one game, Cuervo, I think they had seven errors and I and and I was in Arizona at the time mm-hmm. when I was watching this. First of all, I was thinking to myself, why am I watching this? This is so bad. And that is, it's a nice turnaround. You even said that you weren't going to be worried about the Cubs until 30 games in. Right now, don't look like you have much to worry about, at least for right now. 
No, not too much. Uh, you know, like I said, they started off two and seven. So since then, if, you know, for those that don't want to do the math, they've been sixteen and five. So wow, uh, sixteen that, and that, five in twenty-one games. Not that's not too bad line. of a of a bounce back. So um, I call those heat yeah. lines when you're playing so well, you're so hot, and you're on a pace, and you're on a line. A positivity. Now, you can have a heat line going negative, but this one happens to be in the positive. Yeah, no, and, and, and trust me, I speak uh, on behalf of all Cub fans when I say that. We are very relieved to see the turnaround so far. Uh, I think the big the big change has been uh, the confidence in, in the bullpen. Uh, yep. You know, they've, they've started to get some, some production out of it. Uh, and not to mention that the bats have been waking up to uh, – you know the the offense was off to a slow start, and now, you know, see, for example, the Seattle Mariners, who are an up and coming team. I mean, they went to Seattle for a two game series, and uh, you know, beat them beat them in a in a last uh, inning rally to come back and beat them the first night. Then the second night they beat them eleven to nothing. So, um, you know, that just goes to show that that the offense is there. And the bats have waking up, and you know guys like Javi Baez who who hits a, a, a home run yesterday in the eighth, the bottom of the eighth to win the game. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned they're playing St. Louis. They've taken the first two so far, so hopefully they get the yeah they have tonight. Um, so, you know, and, and they've been pretty impressive wins too. You know, four to nothing on Friday, six to well, five eighth yesterday. Well, eighth so. inning homer got him last night. Yeah. Yeah, Javi uh, uh, Javi Baez, the magician, uh, as as, uh, as his nickname is. Uh, you know, he's the one that's been been coming through. Kyle Schwarber's been coming through. Uh, Anthony Rizzo's been on fire, actually, Sonny. He's been he's hit home runs, and I think in his four out of his last six games. So yeah, uh, you definitely want to see four that type six of in the last out. ten. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely want to see that type of production out of your out of your main stars like him and Chris Bryant and, and Baez. So um, that's been the biggest difference with the Cubs is, is you know the offense and then the bullpen has gotten some confidence too. Yeah, and and as I was looking at the standings, you know, and uh, get obviously do, doing not a lot of prep work, but a little prep work. I'm looking at San Diego with their big name acquired, uh, you know, earlier in, you know, but right before the season, uh, they, they're five and five in the last ten, loser last two. The Padres, they're eighteen and sixteen. They're three and a half out of the um, out of the uh, division lead. But what's really interesting about San Diego, you know. They're only two point. They're only two games out of the wild card, so you know they're kind of keeping themselves three and a half back. They're keeping themselves in play, and we got a lot. A couple of teams that have maybe kind of turned it around because when you look at Philadelphia, they're eighteen or fourteen. Okay, they are. They're, they they lost last night, but the, the the free agent acquisitions acquisitions for these two teams. Uh, really showing a lot of benefit early in the season, but really in reality, when you got those guys and guys and you're spending that much, what they're doing right now is not what you're paying them for. It's what they're going to do in the final third of the season. Yeah, no, and that's definitely what it is. I mean, you need those guys to come down the stretch, make plays and, and, and get big hits and things like that. And that's why that's what, 
they get the big contracts for, you know, because of the the power that they have uh, offensively or, you know, just being able to come through in clutch situations. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to try and say, was it worth signing Manny Machado in San Diego? We don't know yet. I mean, it's, it's, it's still very, hey, very 500 early now. That's successful. Normally, normally Cuervo about this time of the year, that's a baseball team. That's like seven games out you know, in their own division and like forever out of the wild card. So, you know, to start off the season, it's nice to see, you know, San Diego as a team that we can actually talk about and be relevant here early in the season when they haven't been for the many years that I can even remember right now. No, absolutely. Um, you know, the Padres, the joke is that, you know, they're a triple A team playing in the major leagues and, you know that's not that's not the case this year so far. Uh, I actually went to the game. I actually went to the game Friday night against the Dodgers down in San wow. Diego. I had a good time. So that was that was fun. Um, and the now, the Dodgers, now was, L.A. got that game. They beat them, I think, by two runs, didn't they? I was watch. I was watching uh, parts of that one. They got. Yeah. So four to three was the final. Um, four to three. Yeah, I can't remember who. I think it was Cody Bellinger, actually, who's been, you know, uh, I, on fire is not even enough to say how how hot he is. Um, but I think he's the one that's wound up getting the game-winning double to score a run, and then Kelly Jansen, the closer, comes in and finishes it off. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was about half and half as far as the uh, – crowd that I went with to uh, uh, watch the game and yeah. uh, to include Mrs. Cuervo. Mrs. Cuervo is a uh, not a diehard Dodger fan, but I mean, her being from LA, that's, that's who she'll, Enough. if she had to go for a team, that would be her team. So, um, and then me being the person that I am, so you already know, I didn't go for either team. I actually wore my Chicago Cubs hat to the game. So, You know, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people that think that is, you know, sacrilegious in reality. When you go to a game and you're not wearing the jersey of the teams that are playing, you're, you're, yeah, sacrilegious, you're the devil. I mean, so you you were, but what, what you were actually doing in reality is psyching out the Dodgers and seeing if you can stop them from scoring points. By the way, just to let you know, just in this short season, the L.A. Dodgers, now think about this, because this is actually a huge number. They're tw- they, they have played a total of 35 games, and their difference in, in scores is 38. Now, Cuervo, that's one run a game, every single game, and a couple more. That number is humongous when you look at the number, and that is huge. Mm-hmm. But Tampa Bay, Cuervo, Tampa Bay is 46, a uh, plus 46 in uh, run difference, and the teams that they played, they're 21 and 12. So, I mean, right there, the Dodgers have got some work to do. They've got some, they've got some guys that can hit the ball. And, I mean, just looking early right now, uh, Tampa Bay would be – you're saying to yourself, Tampa Bay's got the better bat, but, man, the Dodgers are right there, you know, sniffing right behind them as they're, you know, in reality, um, 
you know, fighting for that wild card. If they don't win the division, they'll be right there because I think Arizona's going to sneak in there. But those run differentials are huge. Even Arizona has 31, and they've only played 33 games. So that's, those, those numbers are nice to have uh, here early. And, again, maintaining that number for the rest of the season is going to be the biggest challenge. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, um, you know, for, for people out there that are freaking out about how the baseball team is doing, you know, it's like I told Sonny. Yeah, just just calm down. You know, there's still over 100 games to go. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it is the games like this that that'll come back and haunt you later. When when you do yeah. have that mentality of oh, these games don't matter or it doesn't, it's it's too early in the season. Who cares if they? Look, I'm not saying who cares if they win or lose. But if you lose a couple games here and there, like. As long as as long as the team's putting out the effort, hey, you can only get better from there. But if you see a team not putting forth the effort, then that's when you have to start worrying. Because especially if if they really feel like these games don't matter or or they're not going to come back to haunt them later on, um, you know, you can go throughout the season and, and find games that coulda, woulda, shoulda, and that goes you know that goes for all the teams, you know. Of course, uh, but uh, you know, it, it's it, they matter. But I wouldn't freak out if your team goes on a cold streak. I was looking at the some of the headlining news, and I saw Ryan Braun uh, sixth hit game, two run single with one out in the 18th inning. You know, obviously extra innings for the Brewers. Um, and they got the 4-3 comeback victory over the Mets on last night. That having been said, you don't want to talk about a guy that's really been kind of out of the limelight since the whole steroid thing that was going on that he got busted in the middle of it. So I guess, you know, I, I guess my question to Cuervo, and now granted, now, we, again, we'll put it out there. We have no problem saying that we don't keep track of baseball, okay, as much as obviously we do football here on this show. Um, but – have the fans maybe in reality overall maybe forgiven Orion Braun if we go back he threw some people underneath the bus a couple of years ago we talked about it on this show um, has Ryan Braun been forgiven for that kind of thing or is that always going to be something that he's going to have to deal with now we know other guys that that have been you know kind of busted for the steroids and everything else. Um, we talked about Andy Pettit. You know, we really honestly think he's forgiven. We really honestly think he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But when you talk about a guy like Ryan Braun, um, is it the difference in that he's a hitter compared to a pitcher? Um, or, you know, is there anything that you see as far as Ryan Braun? Has he been forgiven and is he on track for the Hall of Fame and getting in fairly quickly? Because we all know he won't be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, no, he's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But do I think people have forgiven him? Uh, that's hard to say. I, I don't know if forgiving is is the right way to put it. Uh, have people moved on from it? Uh, have, do people not talk about it anymore? Absolutely. Um, because it's all it's always about the next story, Sonny. You know, people don't dwell on the past. Most people don't dwell on the past, unless you're somebody that just likes to hold grudges. 
Uh, but I think the whole Ryan well, Braun Hold thing, on, let me interject yeah. really quick. Is the reason why that is Cuervo is because he's really not like breaking, you know, all kinds of major league baseball records or, you know, tearing down the walls of what history of baseball is right now. He may get to that point and he may have, you know, broken some records I don't know about. Uh, but do you think the reason why, you know, like Barry Bonds and you go back to Mark McGuire and some of these guys, you know, as they were breaking records and that's what left the bad taste in their mouth it, more so than, uh, than anything else? I, I think, I, I think it could be. Because the thing is, when when what somebody is doing does isn't making headlines, like you said, then it's an afterthought. But if he starts going on a you know a streak of some sort that is going to hit the record books, of course you're going to have those people be like, oh, remember when he got caught doing steroids at one time, like. Some idiot's going to come out and, and, you know, try to ruin that moment for Ryan Braun. And I think that that's what it's about more than anything is for some reason, especially in the game of baseball, anytime a, a guy has a moment that he can celebrate in his career to say that he accomplished it, there's always somebody that wants to go and, and, and ruin that moment for them. Um, and I think if, if, if Ryan Braun finds himself in a situation where he is approaching some sort of milestone, some sort of record, even, even if it's the smallest thing where, you know, it, it's, there's somebody's going to be out there that's going to remind everybody about when he got caught or when he, you know, tested positive uh, for that. Now, I think the other thing, too, is if I'm, if I'm not mistaken – um, I think another peop- another reason people for you know kind of moved on from it too is because it was wasn't it proven that the that the uh, sample was tainted or something like that. Uh, That's or am the I excuse, Cuervo. It, it was never proven, but that was what they were trying to fight for. Um, that, I actually remember that because I was thinking to myself, you know, after you throw everybody up underneath the bus, which actually it. it it, it the the move as far as the tainted sample and everything, and then the throwing of people up underneath the bus, which is the thing that it did not really uh, hold back with uh, with people. Steve, that that's what left the bad taste in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, so it was never proven. All right, fine. Then no. guilty by association, right? Um, but I think I think people just are waiting for an opportunity to ruin a moment for him that, you know, so that way he can't celebrate. And, and people will remind yeah. him, oh, well, you know, you're a cheater, and uh, you'll always be known as a cheater. So that's is – that, is that petty of, of certain individuals to do? We can, we can debate that all day, but is it going to happen? Most likely, yes. And, and you know, and only in only in baseball does that happen. You know, in the NBA, um, well, I mean, they, they really nobody really gets caught with that stuff in the end. But say in the NFL, um, it, in the NFL, I think people are more forgiving, especially if they 
you know, just stay clean and, and, and they, they say the right things and, most importantly, they win. You know, Julian Edelman uh, was a guy that, you know, I, didn't he win? I think he didn't he win the MVP in the Super Bowl this past year. I think he did. Uh, but there was an argument that should he have won it because of, you know, the suspension and things like that and and whatnot. And and I don't think well, you're a believer in that. Though, where both were, I, I remember, I remember because I went back and I listened to it. If I'm not mistaken, it was on our 10th anniversary show where you, you felt that he did not deserve it because of that reason. Have you changed your mind about that since that happened, or are, are you a believer that he shouldn't have been able to win that award? Well, I mean, I think that uh, it's – it, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to – Honestly, I'm trying to remember how I had put it because I always have a lot of thoughts, Sonny. So, um, and, and, they're, and they're off the cuff thoughts, and sometimes they slide out when we're in the heat of the moment of the discussion. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more about how just how the Patriots do business more than anything as to, you know, why people feel the way they feel about Julian Edelman and Tom Brady and Belichick and, and even the owner, Robert Kraft, uh, you know, people feel a certain way about them just because of history and, and, and all that accusations and everything. So, you know, for, for an instance that, I mean, they, they, they make him, did he make the league look bad? No. But he made himself look bad, and um, I think that's – you're sending a wrong message it, uh, when you let a guy that that clearly broke the rules uh, be celebrated in the biggest moments of not just the, you know, the, the team, the New England Patriots team, but in the NFL, which is the Super Bowl. Now, if the Brewers were to make the World Series, right, and Ryan Braun wins the MVP of the World Series, the reason why I would say that nobody is really going to say a lot, because you think about how long has it been since that whole thing happened with Ryan Braun. It's been, it's been a few years. Yeah, um, it has. So what he did three years ago, I seriously doubt it affected – uh, him winning, you know, the MVP this year of the World Series, just hypothetically. Um, so the two don't connect. Is what I'm saying. Now with Julian Edelman's case, it's there, it's a little more connected because of the fact that it was it fell within the same season, and him coming back. You know, you could talk about redemption, I guess, if you wanted to, uh, but it all tied into the same season and going from being suspended the first four games at the beginning to Super Bowl MVP that same year. It's just, it's a different feeling. I guess that's why I feel like, you know, Edelman maybe, you know, shouldn't have gotten the MVP 
as opposed to if, if say, the Brewers would make the World Series and Ryan Braun wins the MVP. Because the two really don't connect with each other. That, that's all I'm saying. Absolutely. And, yeah, it, it, I think you're right. I, yeah, what, what's that old saying? Haters are going to hate. And, you know, and, and I think that's probably what Ryan Braun's got to look forward to when and if that time comes up to, to talk about him going into, you know, the Hall of Fame. It will be brought up. It will be talked about. And it's just because of the fact that the era at when the baseball is – you know, we could talk about a lot of things, and, and I'll, I'll even go back to my gay day. And you know, I mean, watching baseball every single day of my life, playing baseball, you know, for six hours a day. You know, where baseball was life when you were a little kid. And you know, the only thing that we, was the big thing in reality was greenies. Now, those that don't know what greenies are, hell, I don't even know what they are. But it was a sport at the time. If they had what was called the sports enhancing drug. That's what greenies were during the day. And a big time, you know, guys that, that I really liked were taking greenies every single day. Um, you know, so, you know, but that's not held against them. I mean, you know, but man, the steroid thing is definitely a thing that are, it, it's hanging over the head. I mean, you know, every generation of baseball has had some kind of cheating going on in it. Um, and same thing with football. I mean, as a matter of fact, football even, you know, they go ahead and they inherit. They, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And, you know, to basically say, hey, that's what we're doing. Um, the only thing, you know, football don't want you to do is get caught. Um, but you take away right. from that. Um, you know, so – it's amazing how the generations look at what the game is all about compared to what it is today. Because I have a sneaking suspicion um, that if steroids were back in maybe my day in the era where I was watching every single day, that, that would have been blown over just like greenies were. I mean, now don't get me wrong, that was a big issue, but. Obviously, the times have changed with the fact that there is social media, with the fact that instant news happening. Hell, you can get a video of a guy getting, you know, you know an athlete getting busted and being handcuffed and put in the back of a vehicle before, before even the newspaper gets it out. Um, so definitely a different day and age, different age of thinking and what it's all about. The question I guess I got to ask, you know, when, when you say, you know, even though we've got this great format, which is the internet, which is the only reason why we're on air for 10 years um, in reality, um, good, bad, or indifferent when it comes to, you know, those kind of things when, or it might not even have been reported on because by the time that, you know, they heard about it, it was weeks and it was an irrelevant subject. But now with the internet, things that happened six to eight months ago are actually being, brought up as relevant more so than just brushed up underneath the carpet and not even talked about. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's a lot harder to do that now than it yes. was back in the day because of social media and, you know, that, and that's why I, it, it, uh, it, it I laugh at guys that still try to, think that they're going to get away with certain things and 
with all the technology we have, it's just that much more difficult to not get caught. And so, you know, you would you would think these guys are like, that's ah, not worth the risk. Well, for some of them, I guess it is, you know, just because they're trying to make a name for themselves and all that stuff. But, I mean, is it really worth it? For some guys it is, but, man, it, it's just with the level of competition, it's like, the way I would look at it is, look, if you have an opportunity and, and you're and you've made it to the big leagues, or you made it on the 53-man roster in the NFL, you made it to a, on an NBA squad. Like, why would you risk losing all that? Even if even if you're yeah. a big-time star, even if you're a big-time star and you know you're going to make a roster on the team, um, because the thing is, look and. and I don't care what sport you're in. Um, every GM in any sport for any team will tell you that everybody is replaceable. So, absolutely. If anybody that thinks that they're untouchable, um, there's. I don't think so, Jim. I don't think so either, Al. So, there you go. That's that's the way I look at it. Absolutely. And, and Major League Baseball has done a lot of good things and they've done a lot of bad things. And, you know, I, and just, you know, literally the 10-minute prep I did for the show because I had some things on my mind about baseball before we got into it. I went to the Major League Baseball uh, website. And on that website, are you in front of your computer, Cuervo? Um, I have my laptop right here. Open up a web browser and go to uh, MLB.com. And when it loads, I want you to look at that website, and I want you to tell me what's wrong with it. Now, hopefully you know the story that I'm talking about, so maybe maybe it'll it'll make some sense on why I think it's it's a dumb thing to happen here. But uh, let's see here. Why why did mine just crash here for a second? Let me just read back and open it back up. I am. Hold on. I might be on the wrong page. I am on the wrong page, so I'm not going to blame this on MLB, uh, 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 the website. So I was on, I was evidently on something else. Wait, no, no. I was, I, I could have swore. Okay. Forget it. I, I was on the wrong website. Someone else is promoting something that I thought would be horrible if it, if it was the Major League Baseball. They have the Vladdy watch. Now, folks that don't know what I'm talking about is Vladimir Guerrero's uh, son, officially a big leaguer now. By the way, only batting 192 um, in the seven games that he played. Uh, but the, the, the website I'm looking at, it's an off the cuff, so but they're 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 watching the hype. They're keeping the hype up on the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So I guess I'm going to ask Cuervo. We know about Vladimir Guerrero. We know about the really let's be honest, Hall of Fame numbers that he put up as a player. Now you know his son is playing. He's a Toronto Blue Jay. That's another thing out of the country, mm-hmm. uh, not here uh, in the area. I, you want to talk about some major pressure. I mean, I, I thought the website, if that was Major League Baseball, that would have been a huge amount of pressure coming from Major League Baseball, more so than the site that I'm looking at. Uh, but there is still a lot of pressure on this young man to become his dad. And, boy, oh, boy, I, you know, I hate to say this. Is, 
this is really horrible for him in reality. Um, with I, I mean, I mean, he's had to deal with it all of his life and growing up and going through the minors and now where he's latched on, ready to go uh, to walk into Major League uh, Baseball stadiums. But that ghost of his dad's right behind him right there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's almost like he's a victim of his father's success uh, yes. just because of the expectation. And, look, I mean, I I, I wish him all the best. I really do. Um, but am I going to call him a scrub? And am I going to call – am I going to say that he sucks if he doesn't hit, you know, 20 home runs this year? No, because if you're, if you're a real baseball fan and you're a baseball – person that understands baseball you already know that that's most likely not going to happen will he hit 10 home runs yeah, possibly depending on how how long he stays in the big leagues if he stays the rest right. of the year i think i think 10 to 15 is a more realistic number does his batting average need to go up absolutely and and, and you know that is something that uh that if anybody wants to criticize him for anything it could be just the slow start, uh, but to, to right. say that you know he's a bust and he's no nothing like his dad and like calm down, people, Jesus, yeah, like come on, man, the guy's played seven, he's played seven major baseball games. His dad played more seasons than he has regular season games. So yeah, I think he point. even played yeah. he played <laughs> he played more postseason games than his son has played in regular season games so it, it just people are so uh, I don't know what uh, I guess sorry, exaggerating just exaggerating the situation uh, but, but I know where you were going with this Sonny the whole like Vlad watch and stuff like that like yeah that's not necessary I mean is he the second coming of Jesus no you know what I mean so like let, let's calm down all right uh, I mean, the, the other guy. What about the guy in San, here in San Diego, Fernando Tatis? Like his son yeah. is playing now. His son yeah. Junior. Um, you know, the, so those. To be honest, Sonny, so far here, that is the big talk in Major League Baseball. Is, are those two guys coming up? Uh, you know, can they follow in their dad's footsteps and all this blah blah hoopla stuff? Like, when was the last time? A baseball season started out, and all the talk is about two two rookies that are sons of you know all time all time players. So yeah. I, I can't remember the last time that that's actually happened. So it's pretty crazy, but uh, but that's what we have in in, in major leagues uh, baseball so far this year. In thirty games into it. Yeah, at 30 games in, some guys going on the DL that you that you've heard of, and it's always going to be: Will they get them back? Especially when it comes time for the big time of the season, which is obviously, you know, like we talked last third of the season, will they be able to perform and get up off of that? 
get up off of the uh, injured list and be ready. A couple of guys down, some big names going down. Uh, Corey uh, Clubber from the Cleveland Indians, uh, he just went mm. to the injured list mm-hmm. as well. I was watching that and I, uh, keeping track of that. So a lot of guys down. We'll have to find out what's going on as far as uh, players in the Major League Baseball and where they are um, as far as that's concerned. So keep an eye on that. Again, Sunday night uh, baseball. The Cubbies are going to be going uh, up against the Cardinals. I will be watching that one um, and probably fall asleep to it, you know, to, because I got to get up early in the morning. But I'll be watching some of it. Hopefully, it'll be interestingly enough to where I don't fall asleep. Um, what's going on? Uh, but games that are going on right now, um, as far uh, there's a rain delay for Tampa Bay and Baltimore, Atlanta um, at the top of the third. They're not at zero actually. Uh, it, wait, what happened here? The thing just moved on me. You gotta love this thing. Okay, all right. That that so yeah. Okay, they moved because it was postponed. Uh, Atlanta, Miami, not at zero. Kansas City, one nothing over Detroit. There in the top of the third, bottom of the second. Cleveland behind Seattle. Seattle needed this because they're playing crap. Uh, five nothing over Cleveland right now, and not at zero are Pittsburgh and the Oakland days. They just uh, kicked it off there. So, um, and they the Tampa Bay and Baltimore game they went ahead and postponed. That's obviously because of rain that's going on up in that area. Lots of rain going on. So watch out for that. So what we're going to do now, Cuervo is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potatoes Sports as we near the top of the hour, and we'll go into our second hour. We're going to talk, we're going to dive into some basketball, and then the last hour we'll kick in some uh, football, or sometimes football will seep in. We'll find out, but that's what's on the list. So I wanted to cover the three majors. I, I kind of talked a little hockey, and uh, I, I'll let you talk hockey if you got something on your mind there, but I kind of talked a little hockey before you got up online. So what we're going to do now, folks, we are going to take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be back in about five minutes, and we'll get into the NBA. Some good stuff going on as far as playoffs are concerned. We'll be right back. This is Sunny Clark Radio, voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggies Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. 
You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett, give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett, give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Equals asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about perfection body sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. All right, and welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show on a Sunday morning. It's that being said, our Sunday morning tradition continues here as we just got done knocking the down Major League Baseball talking about some of the things that we see going on in baseball. We will be bringing on Lenny Melnick, the godfather of fantasy sports and the queen of fantasy sports. So we'll be bringing on Andrea uh, to talk about them uh, in the near future. We don't do a lot of guests, um, and the reason why is we, we get BS answers. We won't get that from Lenny and Annie when they join us. 
uh, when we get uh, an opportunity to bring them on there. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Again, around here for everybody, don't forget about the Rowlett Eagles varsity football team. We'll be kicking it off. And not only that, we kicked it off last year in a brand-new stadium for Texas uh, football where we saw McKinney Boyd um, and Nat McKinney ISD Stadium, beautiful stadium. Well, guess what? Our first game, we're going to kick it off and be one of the first announcing in another new stadium up in Prosper as your Rowlett Eagles first game is on the road against Prosper in another beautiful facility uh, that was built just for high school football in the area says high school football it's what it's all about right here I mean they had an NBC show called Friday Night Lights on for many years the reason why you know the, you know t- we always talk about minor leagues and stuff like that that's what you that's what college football is to for football it's the minor leagues and you know, tri, you know the triple a and then you're you know probably a ball uh, in reality as far as football is concerned high school football seeing a lot of youngsters going out again again congratulations from former Rowlett Eagles Charles Amenahu uh, getting uh, drafted in the fifth round by the Houston Texans uh, we called his name quite a bit as a Rowlett Eagle as this is a guy that got in the backfield really really quick against the opponents that he took on there and went and played over in Texas, uh, got his scholarship over there, and now with the Houston Texans. So uh, lots of interesting stuff there. Now, since we are here, it is time to go and to to jump into some basketball because guess what? Basketball is in their uh, – they're in their extra season. Yes, it is the playoffs going on for – um, for basketball, and how about Harden scoring 41 as the Rockets outlast the Warriors in overtime last night, and it was a big three-pointer uh, in overtime to outlast the um, the Golden State Warriors, 126 to 121. So now uh, that right there, they get up on the board finally. Houston down 2-1 in that uh, in that playoff spot. Talk a little bit about a guy that you know. I, I I've been kind of keeping track of this, and not not as much as I would, but I am watching the playoffs. And we haven't talked about it a lot there, Cuervo, as far as where uh, teams are and what's going on, because I think we're in a consensus thinking that Golden State is probably going to walk away with it. But there's a guy right here uh, in James Harden that you know you could say whatever you want about him. But I don't. I I just I look at the, I look at the um, landscape of guys that could be considered as the MVP within the league. Um, you know, I think uh, I'll go back to what we were kind of talking a little bit. I don't think Westbrook's getting enough credit for what he has done three years in a row with the triple double, um, and he's going to be ousted again on the third attempt here uh, by James Harden because I think he's clearly the MVP of the league. Or am I wrong? Is it somebody else that you think, Cuervo, that you've been watching? Or are you keeping your eye on? No, I mean, I think I think Harden's got it locked uh, locked up. You know, I mean, he's averaged, you know, what I think it's over thirty points a game this year. And yes. normally, when you average that many points per game in the season, uh, you're you're gonna, you know, it might not be a shoe in, but uh, I think a lot of people would be surprised if he didn't win the MVP. So, 
With that being said, Sonny, um, you know, I think that uh, the series has changed now just because of the fact that they won last night. Uh, had it been, right. had it gone three nothing Golden State, then um, yeah, you well first of all you probably would have heard um, Harden complain some more about uh, about the the refereeing and stuff like that. And you know, can 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 I just say one thing, Sonny? I just wish Draymond Green would just keep his mouth shut uh, because <laughs> you know, I mean, no, I mean seriously, like. You because know, the other day when when that came up again about the the, the officiating and stuff like that, <laughs> just, the comments, just the comments that he made, just the comments that he made made me do that right there. Uh, he started giving this sob story about how oh, oh, games I love and and all people want to talk about is officiating. Look, dude, if if calls weren't going your way, and you know, you'd be complaining just as much because that's who you are. Absolutely. You're just a guy that that complains and and you run your mouth and you make yourself look bad. So, you know, to sit here and say like, oh, you know, it's, in other words, that you know, Harden and the Rockets need to stop crying. Look, dude, if the shoe was on the other foot, um, you know, you'd be doing the same thing. And if I remember right. He, he had that suspension a couple of years ago against Cleveland in the finals when he took up LeBron James. Uh, he had a lot to say back then, didn't he? Like, he of course he, he had a lot he, to he had, say because it affected him he directly. <laughs> he had all kinds of complaints about the officiating. But because things are going his way, uh, you know, it's, it's all of a sudden it's not a problem anymore. So, Yes. I don't know. Lots to me, that's that, 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 – I find it funny. Huge thing right there. As far as you're absolutely right, that's a lot of, you know, you know, the hypocrisy that's going on regarding that. But at the same time, you know, it is what it is. It's the heat of the moment. It is the NBA playoffs, and you know, you think about what's going on as far as that's concerned. By the way, um, two games in one, Philly right now over Toronto, and right now Toronto's not even showing up. I, I and I've been kind of keeping track of this one because I've been waiting for the Toronto Raptors to actually step up and and do it. Now they've had some success, don't get me wrong, but they haven't been able to come out and dominate the way that you know maybe that you would hope that they would. I mean, if you're a fan of the Toronto Raptors going into that, and they're there are plenty of fans with them. They got some young talent on that team, and I, I think everybody. But I think they're. I think right now, when you're looking at Toronto and what they're doing, they're they're, they're running up against a brick wall with Philly. Okay, let's be honest. Those 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 guys in the middle, you, you're going to have to play to get it. Um, you got to hit the outside shot. You got to be able to, to to put down the sinkers. And and the simple fact of the matter is, they're not. This is a team that seems when it hits adversity in reality um, out of things that they're not used to seeing on a night-to-night basis, but they're seeing something that they're not – that thing that they're not used to seeing in a seven-game stretch, they can't seem to get over it. And that's what we're seeing in Toronto when you see them against Philadelphia. They can't get past the big men right there, and Toronto is not being able to hit the open shots. It's one of the big things that I've noticed. I don't know what else anybody else has noticed, but when you're Toronto, you've got to hit those shots. If you cannot get it in the middle, which they haven't been able to, you've got, you got to come up with a good jump shot. And right now they are not 
I don't even know what. And again, this is just the eye test. I don't know what what the numbers are saying about it, Cuervo. But they're not hitting the open shots like they should in order to beat a Philadelphia because Philadelphia is taking them out of what they do best. So they got to hit their shots, and they're just not hitting them right now, Cuervo. Yeah, no, they're not. I mean, the only person that has shown up for the Raptors is uh, Kawhi Leonard. Where's Kyle Lowry? You know, that's the biggest uh, guy that I've I've heard is just not showing up with him. So, uh, you know, I'm curious to know what's going on with him. I mean, that guy should be getting mauled and ridiculed and, and bashed. And, and any other word you can think of. Because he's a no-show. Uh, right. And Kawhi and can't B's, do it by and himself. And had his way with him, Cuervo, even though, you know, they're, they're in the, the last game, both team, both guys scored 33. But Embiid is really, really just kind to, you know, you know, holding him down in reality, Cuervo. Um, and, and frankly, when you look at Kawhi Leonard and who he is, compared to Embiid, which, by the way, good ball player, you know about him. Um, but you can't let Joel Embiid be just as good as Kawhi Leonard if you're the Toronto you know, Raptors. You've got to figure out a way to start, stop Embiid. And right now, and that's another guy. We're not getting Kawhi Leonard out of this one it either, Cuervo, because he's being matched point, almost point for point right now, mm-hmm. and Philly leads the series two games to one. Yeah, yeah, they do lead two games to one, and, and you know I'm I'm kind of surprised by, um, yeah, you know, how well the uh, the Sixers have played. You know, I'm I think some people kind of question if Jimmy Butler was going to work with them, and I think I it has one. so far. I was yeah, one. I, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of figured you were going to be funny because I know you're very suspicious about things like that, so. I kind of figured, you know, you were starting to question it. But, look, you know, I think the most entertaining thing about the the Sixers right now is not even during the game. I just want to hear when when Embiid and Jimmy Butler come to the podium after a game. Yeah. They always always say something (laughs) that just gets people people going. To me, it's funny, but, um, you know, that's that's what they do. So, it's entertainment. It's good entertainment. By, by the way, I was reading up on is what Embiid, uh, Embiid um, became the first player since Boston uh, Celtics' Kevin McHale, which a lot of uh, cameos on Cheers back in the day. Um, he posted at least 30 points and 10 rebounds in less than 30 minutes in a playoff game. And McHale uh, did that back in April of 1990. Uh, so, you know, in less than 30 minutes, 30 points and 10 rebounds, you know, double, double, right, you know, right there in less than 30 minutes of play, big time numbers, you know, coming, uh, coming from that, you would look at him being going, what, what, what is going on? This guy's coming off the bet. No, it, I think right now, Philly knows they're going to win this, uh, you know, win this um, series and they're doing the right thing, which is giving guys time to rest because I will tell you right now, if you are Philly and you're going to go into the next round of the playoffs without a Joel Embiid or he's just, you know, hammered up because he's so damn tired um, or, you know, he's already got a sore knee, you know, so you're slowing him down. 
keep him off, but he goes out and scores a double in less than a double double in less than thirty minutes. I mean, that that's huge. And not only that, it does solidify him and hold on to him for the next round. And if I had my choice, you know, seeing how you're right now, if you get a three one lead in this one, I don't know if Joel Embiid even hits the floor, you know, in game five, you know, to close the damn thing out. Um, that just all depend upon how the. I'm not sure how they who they play in the next round and stuff like that. I haven't I haven't really looked that up. But you want to make sure that you have your All Star center set for the next round uh, of the playoffs here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and that's assuming that you're like you said, you get past the next round. Uh, definitely want to be healthy and and you want to be you know, have that momentum going your way. Yeah, lots of stuff going on there. Look out for that. Um, the the uh, what's going on? In Toronto uh, take on Philly in Philly right now. Again, they lead two one. That's going to kick off in about an hour and ten minutes. So that we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on. And then later on tonight, Denver uh, goes to Portland. And uh, right now, Portland has the two one lead in that one at home. So both teams who are playing today have the 2-1 lead, and both teams are, you know, I'm looking at the games and I'm seeing who's going on. I think both these teams both go to 3-1, and one, and then they'll go on the road, Cuervo, and try to steal the chance, you know, steal the series on the road and um, get it done as soon as possible. Um, uh, tomorrow night, Milwaukee takes on Boston, and right now Milwaukee leads that series two and one but Milwaukee's on the road in that one and imagine if they steal a game against the Boston in that one that, that's another team that has really came out of nowhere in reality if you look at basketball in the last two years the Milwaukee Bucks for the last two years have been a team that have been in your face in reality when it comes to basketball and actually doing fairly well and what they are building over in Milwaukee last two years in the playoffs a real regardless what happens here Cuervo I mean, this should, you know, I don't know if they're going to win this uh, series, but if they do, man, oh, man, look out for the Bucks for the next couple of years if they can maintain some of their talent. No, absolutely. And, you know, I mentioned it before. Look, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, uh, is, is a guy that, again, because of where he plays, it's not a big name, not a big market. A lot of people don't know who he is, so – Yep. Uh, I tell you, if if I couldn't vote for James Harden, Sonny, this is who I would vote for, as far as MVP is concerned, uh, because that's how good I think he is. Uh, yeah. That's how good I thought he played this year, and that's how good I think he can be in the future. I think this is a guy that will eventually win uh, MVP award for the regular season, and if all goes well, I think if they can get him. Uh, a real solid complimentary guy. I think Milwaukee can make the finals. I think. He, I, I, listen, and not only that, Cuervo. I think they're doing it with a different style than most teams are doing in the in the NBA. This is a faster team than most of the teams in the NBA right now. It is. Um, I mean, Giannis himself. Not he's not the quickest dude, but I tell you, for somebody his size, he can move. He could definitely move. And so one of those, you know, what, what do they call it? Mirages. He's one of those mirage guys, you know, you, you, you think you see him, you, you, <laughs> you think you see it. Next thing you know, he's be, you know, beyond you because you're, you're, 
what it is, they're misevaluating the speed, even though he doesn't look like he's moving fairly quick. Cuervo, the guy is, um, and, and I think that's fairly obvious. So, um, you know, sure. It, I think you're right. They'll walk. I think that Milwaukee next year. I think they can challenge for you know for the conference championship to get in there uh, to get in the finals. So um, you know, but that's gonna. Th- I think that's gonna take one more. They're gonna have to grab up one more guy. Um, and again, you, you, these are not the biggest names in the NBA that are playing in Milwaukee and the Bucks right now. I, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. I think they're playing some of the best basketball right now outside of Portland. The other teams that you expect to be playing, Golden State's going to be playing well. Houston, they are who they are. And these guys have been in the freaking front page of everything. Toronto, even to a certain extent, and Philadelphia. But I'm going to tell you, Portland and Milwaukee um, are two teams that you're not expecting to do anything. Denver got in just tripping up. I, 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 I'm actually surprised they got to this point. But when you look at Portland and you look at Milwaukee, it's almost like you see the change happening, you know, right in front of you because you have all the other teams that are doing what they do, and you expect them to be where they are right now. And you got these two teams right now, and right now Milwaukee with a 2-1 lead over Boston. If Boston doesn't get this win at home, they're done. I don't think Boston's going to be able to come back. So that's you know that's going to be a really interesting series, and I'm I'm looking forward to that one tomorrow, and I will be watching that one um, as we move closer into the uh, to the uh, playoffs. Yeah, I will be too. Uh, I mean, I think the East is a lot more interesting than the Western conferences, just because absolutely of it is the the fact that it's the unknown. Um, you know, we don't know who's going to come out of the East. Out of the West, I think we all have our suspicion that it's going to be Golden State. Uh, so there's not much ex- no, excitement there. But who's going, to, who's going to be the new king of the East now that, uh, you know, Queen LeBron is gone, you know, and he's in the mm-hmm. Western Conference now. So that's going, to be, that's going to be the exciting part about watching these Eastern Conference playoffs. I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched too much more than – some highlights and analysis of the NBA playoffs, but uh, but I'm really going to be interested in seeing what happens in the East. And now some of the news that we haven't talked about, and this goes back a week. I meant to talk about it. I didn't write it down. I should just put in Tyron Lue. We didn't talk about the fact that the Lakers are actually seriously in serious talk with Tyron Lue, Cuervo, what are the Lakers thinking? What the hell is going on here? Because if you hire Tyron Lue to coach this basketball team, I think you have put it out, you know, you, you send a signal by hiring this guy. You, you send a message that LeBron is the coach of the team because that's where it was when he was back there with LeBron on the last stand. So right there, I, I think as far as Laker fans and the Laker tradition, that is not what Laker tradition is. In fact, it laughs in the face of Laker tradition because of what Laker tradition is. The coaches coach the game regardless of the name. And we, we've only seen that 
with the you know you know with 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 Pat and with um, uh, Phil, those two guys, and you know to a certain extent that's what Walton was trying to do too, but he got blasted out of the water because he had no business being the coach of that basketball team. Now when you go Tyron Lou, you're still you're still sending the message that it don't matter who's coaching because the guy on the court is the guy that's coaching. Yeah, I mean this this feels like a uh like a LeBron type move for the Lakers, uh especially because they you know there's more to it than just oh well they're interested in Tyron Lue. They're only interested in Tyron Lue. They've gone as far as saying, get this. They've gone Sonny, as far as saying that Tyron Lue is the only candidate for this job. So in That's other words, sick. what they're trying to tell Tyron Lue is you have to take this job. We need you to take this job or else we don't know what we're going to do for a head coach. So they're pretty much tying his hands and, I mean, you can't force somebody to. It opens the checkbook. I mean, I mean, they put it out there, Cuervo. They, they put it out there just with that statement that here's the check fill it out. What do you want? And Oh my God. Oh my God! If you're Tyron Lowe going in there, say, you know, expecting to make a certain amount of money, why not throw an extra three million on it and see if they jump at it? It, it this, this, this is not Lakers. God, I wish Big Dog was available because this is pathetic. This, this is the kind of thing when you get involved and you got a guy that is your actual coach, and you, I, I don't know. Maybe it's me, but Cuervo, when I think basketball. And I think great. Okay, let, let me do this. Can we talk? When we talk about what basketball is, you've got the players and you've got the coaches. And you have the combo of both guys doing great jobs. Tyron Lue does a great job of carrying LeBron James' jock to him before the game starts. That's all he does. <laughs> this guy doesn't do jack. What and it is a pathetic hire for the Lakers. And if the Lakers don't get out of their own way, they're going to lose what this story franchise is all about, and they're going to lose it with this hire because it's not the Los Angeles Lakers anymore. It's not Showtime anymore. This is LeBron James, and right now, let's be honest, LeBron James is into his 16th year. Do you honestly think we're going to get LeBron James of the last five years out of him with a hiring a Tyron Lue? Absolutely not. We're not going to get that. So if we're going to get the greatness of what LeBron James is, they need a coach that will look LeBron James and say, listen, boy, I am the coach of this team. You're not. So why don't you do what I tell you? If you've got a problem with that, Suck it up, Buttercup, and let's play basketball. But right now, they're just opening up the doors for LeBron James to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, so there's no authority there. And Jimmy Butts is the reason why this is happening. I thought it was his, her numbskull brother that was running this, this team into the ground. He was do, to a certain extent, don't get me wrong. But this woman right here, if she buys into this, the Lakers are no longer the Lakers of what uh, uh, Dr. Buss put up. This is the Lakers of LeBron James, and that's an insult to the history. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, 
pathetic. It is, Sonny. Um, but what I'll, what I'll say is that, uh, you know, what that tells me, at least, is that the Lakers are afraid of losing LeBron to, you know, whether it's uh, opting out, uh, which I think, didn't he, what did he sign, a four-year deal? Didn't four he sign year a four-year deal? deal? Opt out after yeah, three. So, so his fourth year he could go somewhere else, if I remember the contract correctly. And that's even if he plays that much longer. But uh, let him go. Yeah, I mean, let him go. I mean, my God, how much money would you say two up on top of that? I mean, I'm try- You know, listen, we we can sit there and buck down on LeBron James for many years that we have. But do you honestly think in year seven, sixteen, seventeen, whatever he's going in, either one of them, it, it's irrelevant. You, you're not getting that. You, you got, we're talking right now of Kevin Durant being the best ball player on the planet right now. Okay, and that's Kevin Durant. Now, no one even had enough balls to say something like that before now. So if you're LeBron James, do you care that that Durant's getting most of the attention? I think he does. And will his ego get in the way of this? I think it will. And that is the reason why you're getting this right here, because he is going to management saying, listen, you want us in the playoffs? You get me my guy. And that that guy is your coach. That, that is the problem of having a player that has way too much power, and not only that, in the process of tearing down a storied franchise of winning and discipline. Because when you look at the Lakers right now, you don't look at them as winning, and you don't look at them as, as uh, you know, disciplined at all. You don't see them winning. You don't see them disciplined. It's it is not Laker basketball. And my, at least my thinking, and I could be wrong, Cuervo, is the reason why they went out to get that is so they could get back into that image. And right now they're not even flipping the bill on that. No, no. Uh, and, and and the problem with that is I think they were banking on certain other things happening. And Absolutely they, they were. And when they didn't fall through, then the finger pointing started. And uh, all that stuff happened, and and uh, it just kind of went downhill from there. Now, the whole thing, Magic Johnson. I think we all know now why he decided to leave. Uh, so smart to get out of that. Yeah, and you know everybody wanted to kill him for it without knowing the, the full story. Uh, exactly. Which I don't think anybody saw that. I don't think anybody saw that coming with Luke Walton. Uh, so, but uh, but regardless, I mean, to get out of that situation, yeah, I think I think it was a good idea on his part too. Oh my god, uh, it, it might have been the smartest thing he ever did in his career, image-wise, because now you know he was the he was the guy that set up Showtime. He's the one that set this whole thing up. Him and Kareem, you know, to where Showtime. It, you know, it, Pat Riley, all these guys. Everybody had a job. You know, LeBron James's job should be playing basketball, not coaching basketball and playing at the same time. And that is the reason why you won't get that. Now, I'm not saying that. LeBron James, okay, and the championships. Hey, congratulations, you did it. But 
imagine if this guy was ever disciplined enough to do it. Pat Riley sure in the hell tried to do it at the heat, and that sure didn't work. How long did that last? I mean, you know, so the simple fact of the matter is when you look at the history of what that's all about and Pat Riley and uh, uh, LeBron James, and did that work out very well? I don't think so, Jim. It worked out great when they won the championships, and after that, it turned into an ego thing, and we haven't seen a LeBron, a disciplined LeBron James since. And and Pat Riley said, "Screw it, I can't do anything about it. I'm still making my money, so we'll just write this out until he's out of here." And and, and that's pretty much what happened. Um, you know, I think uh, I think Riley he got tried, tired of Cuervo. the. Hey Cuervo, you remember when he turned away his entourage? When he first started, he's the, like, who are these people getting on the plane? Who's who's that dude? Who's that guy? Who, who's that woman? I mean, he's like, no, no, this is this is a player plane. This is not an entourage plane. Get these people off it. I remember that so well because that was me going, now, the heat with, with LeBron, I actually was buying into it. I really was. I was buying into a big time Cuervo, and that that slowly faded away too because he just didn't want to fight that battle anymore. Yeah, no, and and you look, you know, the, Riley's an old school guy, so you yep. for those that have been watching enough basketball over the years, should have known that Pat Riley was going to make changes as far as LeBron and the way he was doing business, so. Um, you know, certain things don't fly with Pat Riley compared to Tyron Lue, and that's why, you know, I'm sure LeBron's all about Ty Lue becoming the head coach, so that way he can, sure like he you is. said, he can he can run things, he can do it his way, and all that good stuff. But you know what? The, you know what? And the it may be successful, be? Cuervo, but it won't be Laker tr- uh, successful. Well, well, the thing it doesn't matter if it's Lakers successful or not we are going to bring a championship to LA and we don't care what it takes we don't care what it costs we're going to do it and that that's all that's all they want to do and and, and that's no okay fine don't don't believe me then Stephen. but I'm telling you that's what that's, that's what do, that's what Dr. Butts is saying is why I threw that in Cuervo I can't. He, he, Doctor Bus is turning over in his grave right now. He's going, what the, why in hell is going on over there with my basketball team? And the fact, you know, the the BS that's flying out of the the front office's mouths right now, and the reactions to certain things, there's certain hires and everything else. It it it, it totally. Doctor Doctor Bus would have another. He'd have another heart attack. That'd be it. He'd be out. He, he he would not be able to live through a LeBron James regime. I don't think so. I, I, and not only that, he wouldn't put up with it. He'd say, LeBron, listen, yeah, I'd love to have you. Greatest player in the world, that's exactly what we got. But you're a player now, okay? You're a player for the Los Angeles Lakers. You're not a coach. You don't run the things. You play basketball. That's why we got a coach. And that's what Dr. Buss would have done. Of course, that's the reason why he hired Phil. That's the reason why he hired Pat. Okay, these are guys that held down the ship, and they didn't give a rest fat ass if you didn't like it if you were a player. 
No, but you know what? That old school way of doing things, Sonny, doesn't work anymore because I know. Nowadays, I know. I live in the, nowadays I'm living in a beautiful nowadays, age. <laughs> no, you're living in a disciplined age. Yeah. Discipline no longer exists in sports. It's, no, you know, no. The kids are Dis- trying to discipline. Run. It's not about discipline anymore, Cuervo. Not, I mean, yeah, money has something to do with it, but, but it's 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 a whole it's it's a mindset now of well, why can't I do it this way? Why can't I do it that yep. way? No, I want to do it. This, you know, that's why I'm saying discipline, because nobody wants to do things uh, the way that a coach is trying to do. You know what I mean? Everybody's I agree. Got all I know exactly ideas. what you're talking about. Everybody's got great ideas, and, and they want to implement them. And, you know, that and, – and that's why I made the comment uh, – who was I talking to the other night? I, 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 it wasn't on the show, but – well, maybe it was on the show. I don't, I don't see Craig Popovich coaching much longer. And it's not because they – lost the way they did this year in the playoffs. I think it comes down to look, he the the one guy that that actually stood by the coach and Tim Duncan and even a Tony Parker, even though I thought he was washed up, or I think he is. Those guys respected Pop and yep. they they had his back when they were like, Hey, uh Pop you know, we're going to do it his way. You know, this is our coach. We're going to do it his way. We're going to have his back. He doesn't have that anymore. Now he's got DeMar nope. DeRozan, who cried his way out of Toronto, right? Kawhi Leonard, who cried his way out of San Antonio, uh, is gone. So what that tells me is that I think I think Pop understands that and – he sees the direction that this team is going, being the Spurs. I don't think he wants anything to do with it. I, I don't I don't see coaching more than one more season with the Spurs. Well, he just signed the uh, three-year extension, but then again, that was basically, you know, and I've been hearing this, and I don't know how much truth is. is he, he'll call off whenever he wants to call off, no no questions asked. But I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you, Cuervo, you know. But, but then again, we talked about it on this show. When you look at and, and hey, don't we love Greg Popovich more than I did? I mean Cuervo. I mean I love me some I I love me some Greg Popovich. But in reality, when you look at Greg Popovich, it's what have you done for me lately? And and he might be he he's not going to be able. You and I both know it. Not going to be able to coach the way he used to coach because of the 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 softness of today's NBA basketball player um, and the worrying about what an NBA player's thinking, you know, Greg Popovich could give a rat's fat ass. If you were in the middle of a, you know, of a game and you scored 12 points in a row, he'd sit your ass down. And if you questioned it, you wouldn't get back in. Now, I mean, and now that's what you get. You go, why are you pulling me out of the game? I'm just scored 12 points right here in a row. What are you doing? 
And I don't know, and I'm with you, Cuervo. I don't know how much more he can put up with that kind of thing because he is an old school coach too. But this guy has figured out a way to kind of extend the branch a little bit to, to try to understand the player or give the give the player a feeling that what they are thinking and doing matter. And he's done it masterfully, you know, better than anybody being an old school to new school besides one other coach, and that's Bill Belichick. I don't know how the hell Bill Belichick does it, but he gets – I think it's because he's got a, you know, he's got a ring for every every finger and one for the other side. So, you know, you know so the same thing with Pop, though. Look at Pop. This guy's had the success. They got five – if I'm not mistaken, they got five as well. Uh, they got five championships. That that just breeds success. So it, it can't be all about the players when you win that many. It's got to be about coaching. It's got to be about discipline. It's got to be about the program. It's got to be about what it's all about. But you have to have the strong willingness of the player to buy into exactly that. Obviously, look at Tom Brady and what Belichick has put together in, in New England. Yeah, yeah, and and you know I don't know how, I don't know how he does it year in and year out. How he he's amazing to have, but I mean as much as people like to call him you know a cheater and things like that, one thing he can do is get thirty to forty year old men to listen to him, and not a lot of coaches can do that. So uh, I don't care what sport you're playing, not a lot of guys can do that with you know. But I think it. I think what it comes down to, Sonny, is just the track record. That that's that's what it comes no down question. to because of because of his his success being Belichick. Because if Belichick was a guy that had two rings, for example, I don't think people would give a damn what he thought, or if he had anything. I'm, I'm so that. with you. I'm so with you. But the dude's got six. One for each finger and a thumb, and then a sixth one to put on his toe or wherever he wants to put it. Yeah, so, on the middle finger. You know, yeah, with that, well, yeah, two on the middle finger then, if that's the case. But yeah, that's true. You know, that's that's that's, but that's just the thing. It's, you know, I mean, with guys like that, that's that's what they that's what they use to get people to understand like, Hey idiot, I know what I'm talking about. You see all this on my hand? Like, yeah. Can't even lift my yeah, hand. The weight of these rings got you weigh so much. Exactly. How so, many you got I there? Mean, None. Okay. Thank you. Right. So. That's you, why you, and and that's like, what it is. That breeds success. Cuervo. There's no question that breeds success, but I mean, look at it. I mean, you look at exactly what's going on. We talk about it all the time in sports. I mean, winning solves all the problems. Losing, as soon as the Patriots starts losing football games, Cuervo, in March today's date, what is it, the 5th? The 5th of May, 2019. Once they start losing, all the crap is going to come out, and then they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do to move forward. And it won't be because they'll have the successful coach anymore, Cuervo, because let's face it, no one has been more successful than Bill Belichick. And not only that, Cuervo, no one's even close. I mean, really, you think of 
no one's close right now that is coaching that you could put in Bill Belichick's uh, you know spot and say you know well not because anybody see and that's the thing unless they, unless they grab up the offensive coordinator his name slipped in my mind um, you know the the only way that the Patriots will continue with any kind of success is hiring that dude because there are not too many other guys on the outside looking in for the Patriots. They can go in there and get across what they got to get across. That offensive coordinator who is up for many jobs, his name's again, slipped in my mind. He's the only one that I think anybody could buy into that because he's been there the all the, through the whole time and knows that system better than anybody else. Right. And you know, that that's the one good thing about being in a place for so long is the continuity of what you have What's there. The but you gotta you got you gotta win. Who's that? That offensive coordinator, that young cat who was being courted but really had no intentions because he's gonna be the next coach there as soon as Bill is on the offensive. Oh you're talking about Josh McDaniels? Yeah talking about Josh McDaniels. He's the only one. He's the only one. He's been there. He's done that. That's the reason why it'll only work with him. Anybody else they bring in their Cuervo will be a waste of time. Because no one's yeah. up to that standard. No one's up to that standard of winning. Because no one can even come close. Again, I, I don't know how many, you know, how many coaches, I mean, are even close right now that are coaching right now. I don't think there's anybody who's got more than two, and I couldn't name you who they are right now off the top of my head. But, I mean, the guy's got six. He's got four more than anybody that might have two rings, and I'm not sure who they are. Um, I'm, I, I, I know Sean, Sean Payton's got one. Try, I'm trying to roll through this here really quick who is coaching. Tomlin? Nobody's there. Tomlin? Huh? Tomlin's Tomlin he's have got two one or one. two. Yeah, let's, yeah, I'll find that out. Um, but he's yeah, But that's what I'm saying. He only has two. I mean, and not only that, Tomlin is not a disciplinarian. We all know that. Um, so he couldn't go up there um, as far as coaching uh, coaching the Patriots. I mean, no, no one would respect him. Yeah, I mean, I mean th- there's no coach that's even close right now, to be honest. Yeah. I think – I think once Belichick and Brady retire, it's it's totally a, a rebuild for the Patriots. And, and I don't even think you could rebuild unless from that. Unless it's McDaniel Squareville. Unless it's unless it's McDaniel's, right? Even then, I still say it's not it's not going to be what it was. Not even close. Like I'm I'm sorry, it just because. It's going to come down to situational stuff. Like, I don't think I don't think the Patriots would slow down too much offensively, but in defensive situations, they're going to struggle. In in, in just overall coaching strategy, they're going to struggle. So, um, McDaniel's going to have his handful his hands full once he officially takes over in New England when that day comes. So, it's just not going to be the same. Um, I actually found it amazing, Cuervo, that you that you stated, and you know, rightfully, rightfully or wrongly, um, I, I I just went off the left field. Um, but the the simple fact is is that 
try, trying to duplicate something like that, it, it's almost impossible. I mean, I, I just pulled yeah. this up, Cuervo. I, I, as far as coaches are concerned, just pulled this up. Current NFL coaches right now, uh, no one's got more than two, and that's Mike Tomlin. And, and not only that, Tomlin, but the thing about that is Tomlin was the youngest coach in NFL history to take their team to win a Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. um, but when, I, when I'm looking at all this and I'm looking at Super Bowls, um, Tom, Tomlin has two, and, I'm, you know, and there's there's nobody else here, Corey. I'm, I'm I'm it's current, and I'm talking about current head coaches right now. Uh, um, it, so so Tomlin is the only one that even comes close. And wait a second, here we go. Mark that Tomlin's only won one Super Bowl. No, that's not right. Unless he was unless he was an assistant coach, something. Tomlin only has one Super Bowl. By gosh, Cuervo, Tomlin only has one Super Bowl championship. Really? There's, there's no, there's no. That can't be. Yeah, right. you know what? Yeah, I think it is right because. No, it's not. Well, it just depends. Beat, Wait a second. So he beat the Arizona Cardinals. You remember that, right? right? But then they lost to the Green Bay Packers. So he's been to two Super Bowls, but he won one of them. What about the Raiders? Oh, was he a Raiders? Wait, hold on. The Raiders? That's the AFC uh, Championship. You know, I think, no, the I think Tampa Bay was, Buccaneers. He was, he was I think, a defensive coordinator or a DB coach That's or something. What like it that. is? Yeah, he he only has one Super Bowl championship as a coach. As a head coach, so that 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 is correct. He has two Super Bowl rings. One was an assistant. Yep, that's exactly what it is. So, um, Cuervo, I'm looking at. There, no one has more than one. No one has more than one Super yeah, Bowl. So it's not even close. Not even close. It, 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 it's five games. It, it's five games. Harbaugh, only one. Um, only one. Uh, well, that was the NFL. Uh, let's see here, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I, I'm going. I'm going down the list. I got the list in front of me. Um, <laughs> oh my God, they're so good. They're, they're that good. Um, uh, uh, yep, Sean Payton, only one Super Bowl champion. Doug Peterson, obviously, only one. Um, Tomlin, one. We talked about that. Uh, Pete Carroll, one. And that's it. I mean, those are the only – no one has more than one. So the domination of what that's all about is amazing. And that's – but that's the NFL. That You know, but that it's, – it's a mixture, though, Cuervo. I think you're right. Maybe he won't be because maybe there has to be a mixture of young and old. And obviously, I, I, I don't think – then maybe it's me, and maybe it's because I I think I know everything, I, but I don't I don't see the head coach of the Patriots, you know, sitting down with a beer and talking and having fun with young football players. So, you know that 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 doesn't seem like it happens, but it seems like Josh McDaniels good. So the combination of what 
message needs to be delivered, obviously, probably, you know, the person that sounds that off in reality and can connect to the young guy is the young guy, which is Josh McDaniels. But you also got Bill Belichick saying, this is what I want done, sell it. So I don't think it's necessarily what Bill Belichick is selling and players are buying. I think, well, I think that to a certain extent, but I think Josh McDaniels has to have be that you know that go between because let's be honest, how many twenty three year olds are going to really sit and listen to Bill Belichick? I just, I just maybe, maybe it's oh how do you say maybe it's the pessimist in me, but I don't see that happening. No, whether it's the player listening, whether it's the player listening, or uh, whether Bill Belichick sitting down having a beer with him. Either way, I don't see either way. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I mean, I mean, McDaniel's and Brady have had their their moments where they disagree and they get at each other, but uh, overall, I mean, I think their relationship is fine. Uh, but I would say on the defensive side, I don't know how how guys would or how they do feel about McDaniel's. You know, do they get along with him? Uh, do they do they think he's a weasel? Like, what did you know? I don't know. I don't know what the situation is on the defensive side with, uh, you know, with Josh McDaniels. So, you know, with that said, Sonny, I mean, I think that's where you would have your biggest problem is guys on the defensive side of the football responding to what McDaniels is saying and and what he demands that he would have or however you want to say it. And, you know, it could be as simple as if Tom Brady's still around, just putting a foot in their ass and saying, look, you know, this is the coach now. Uh, do what the hell he says. And it could be as simple as that. Or I could very well see a situation, too, where when when Belichick retires, Brady's gone, too. And um, I, I've been saying that for years, and I, and I still stick by it. I think it's a package deal. When they lose Brady, they're going to lose Belichick. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, I, I did forget about one guy, and I don't. John Gruden has one. Um, <laughs> but true. Was he the coach of the? Was he the coach of the Raiders when they won the Super Bowl against Philadelphia? Uh, the Raiders against Philadelphia? No, no, that was Tom Flores. That was Tom Flores. So, no, he wasn't. So No, Gruden, Gruden was the head coach in Tampa Bay when they beat the Raiders. Right, right. But when the Oakland Raiders won the Super Bowl, well, I'm going to have to look this up because I think it was Tom Flores who was the coach when the Raiders won. I, I, matter of fact, I, I don't think I need to look that up. Well, let me look it up. I'm because I, I remember it's Flores and Vermeil. Um, see what what year was that? Um, oh yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was Super Bowl fifteen. So yeah, I'm right. It was Flores. Yes, here it is. Super Bowl 15, yeah, it was Flores and Vermeil. I, I knew it. Um, so, but John Gruden, again, only won one, one Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he uh, went from 
the Raiders to Tampa Bay, knowing everything that the Raiders did, and that's how he got his one ring. So (laughs) there you go. And and he took the Raiders to the AFC Championship game the year before that. That's what it was. That's the reason why he got the gig over there. So, um, so yeah, he was the he was the head coach uh, of the Raiders when the Tuck Rule happened against New England, right? So, <laughs> going back in the day, yeah. man, going back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, interestingly, not what, what we were on basketball, and like I like I knew we'd figure out a way to get it into football before we knew it. Um, so here's let's do this square, but let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll pound the last hour because there are things in the NFL that we need to talk about. Unless, is there anything in basketball you wanted to cover that I completely missed? Because I, I was just really rolling over it. Is there anything else that I maybe missed that we need to talk about in? the NBA right now? Well, I mean, I think we covered just about everything. I mean, the playoffs is the big thing. I don't think there's any news outside of the NBA that we didn't cover. Uh, obviously, right. the head coaching thing and, and with the Lakers is probably the biggest story that doesn't involve the playoffs. So, um, Right. All right. Yeah. So, so that's what we'll do then. Uh, we're going to come back. There's NFL news that we're going to cover. Of course, that's just what we do best here on the Couch with Taylor Sports Show. When we come back, we'll knock that whole thing out. You're listening to that being said, it's our Sunday morning tradition continuing on in our 10th year. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. 
This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chain Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chain Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chain Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlow Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costlow Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Raleigh Road, where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costlowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. Reality 
um, is Tyreek Hill. The news still coming out, uh, Andy Reid and everybody, you know, you know, talking about the criminal case. They're not. It has been reopened. Uh, the the Chiefs are staying way away from it. They got him away. But my question is, Cuervo, you know, you know what's going on. You know this guy's history. You see what's going on. You you heard, and this is the part that bothers me. I mean, we can talk about everything else, but they hurt the, if you're. Um, if you're living under a rock, you haven't heard what was said, okay? How come the Chiefs have not got rid of this guy? I mean, it, are, are they that desperate, Cuervo? I mean, I mean, it's, it, I mean, listen, I, a Tyreek Hill is not a Hall of Fame guy. I mean, so my question that I have is, is why are they acting like he is? I mean, why have they not let this guy go yet? Because he's too good, Sonny. Uh, if you want me to be honest with you, that's why. That, that is the brutal, honest truth to it. Is the guy's too damn good to just make a decision like that. And let's say they got it wrong. And, and I don't know how you would get it wrong. I mean, there's audio evidence. But you know what I mean. Um, they, you know, the NFL decides that they're going to leave it to the franchise and – you know, they're like, well, damn, you know, instead of just waiting to hear what the NFL was going to say, we went ahead and we cut him trying to be proactive with the situation. And now we're stuck with no threat at wide receiver. So that's the honest truth about it is they don't want to let him go because that's how much it means to get to a Super Bowl, dethrone the New England Patriots, and give themselves a shot to win a championship. Because, look, winning winning is more important than, than morals, Sonny. We all know that. Like, that, that's it's no sad. secret. To this it, point, it is bad. anyway, it's sad. It is sad. I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, I, I hear happens. everybody saying they need, you know, let's prove it. Let's prove it. Let's prove it. Listen, I don't know what you can take away from that audio tape that doesn't show that this guy is the biggest scum that walked the face of the earth. I mean, in, in reality, I mean, I, and, and the fact that if anybody thinks that this guy wouldn't put his hand up to his woman again is crazy just by the way he talks to her. Now. Is she stupid for staying there? Absolutely. And, and listen, I'm not. I'm not going to let her walk away from that. She's. If she gets smacked up again here, Cuervo, she's almost asking for it by staying there. Now, I know that's not a popular thing to say. I know that's something that people don't want to hear. Sonny Clark said, "I get it, and I understand that." But I'm sorry, you, you, the guy punched you in the stomach, and you're still. What the hell are you still doing there? This woman has lost your mind and I, I don't even want to I don't even want to hear the excuses that she don't have anywhere to go. All she has to do is take his money. And that's what would end up happening. So I don't want to hear the fact that she doesn't have any money. I mean so not only is she putting the oh how do you put how do you say it? Not only is she putting the welfare of her own her child safety her, her own welfare, and she's not stupid enough to get out of her own sake, never mind her kid. I mean, so you want to talk dysfunction, 
I mean, this woman is dysfunctional. He's dysfunctional. And this kid is going to be left holding the bag on this because the only one that's going to screw up is the kid because the kid's too young to really understand what the hell is going on here. That's right, Sonny. And, you know, what I would say, too, is, um, you know, as far as the financial part, if she's a kid that she's not going to take it financially, Come on. It's, <laughs> you're talking about an NFL player that makes at least what? What is it? What's his salary? It's got to be about 800000 to, $800, to a million, right? I, you can I'll live off of that I'll child support alone. Just the child yeah, exactly. support alone, you would be just fine. You'll be just fine. But Until it runs out. The problem, and it won't run out for, uh, for, for a while. Because let's be honest, this guy – Listen, I don't know what his quote-unquote, and, and I'm putting up the air quotes, college degree is in, um, but I don't think he's going to – it's not going to be very easy for him to find a job. So, And that goes to my – God, this just goes exactly to my point about how players have got it made in the shade. And hold on. And bounce back to the NBA and go to what Damian Lillard said. I mean, and, and folks that don't know the quote. Okay, it's an amazing quote. I'm going to pull it up because I I was like, wow, there's someone who is a professional player, a a professional athlete that gets it. There's one guy that really, really gets it. And I got to find it because I I was like, "Uh, hit that button. Maybe it's in here. Um, Um, uh, Oh, it was about pressure. That's what it was. Hold on. Let me hit this. I I bet you I'll find it. All right. Because Google knows everything. At least I think. Here it is. All right. Listen to this quote. Now, Damian Lillard, the folks that don't know, um, in the NBA, I mean, he's, let's be honest, he's the superstar of of that whole thing, uh, of, you know, that whole thing in Portland. Uh, he's he is the one that's going there. Um, and where is this here? Not the, oh crap! I thought I found it. Let me go back. I got to find that quote. It's driving me nuts. It just happened a couple of days ago. Here it is. All right. Here, here's what he says. Of, and now. He was he was asked by a reporter about the pressure, and and let me see here, you know, and this was after he hit that game-winning shot and everything, um, and where's the quote? It, it should be right in here. Do you have it in front of you, Cuervo? Can you find what I'm talking about? I can try, Sonny. Let me um. Here let me it wake is. my laptop here it is. again. He, he said he, he said he says pressure. Nah. He says, this is about playing ball. Pressure is the homeless man who doesn't know where his next meal is coming from. Pressure is the single mom who is trying to scuffle and pay her rent. We get paid a lot of money to play a game. Don't get me wrong. There are challenges, but to call it pressure is almost an insult to regular people. And yeah, I, 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 listen, and, and the, 
Now, I, I, when I say I know Damian Lillard, I know Damian because I've 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 met Damian Lillard, by the way. Um, but he wouldn't know today on who I am. He just happens to be a brother of an indoor football player that was at a game, and I just had two seconds with him. Um, so I, when I say I met Damian Lillard and spoke with him, he wouldn't necessarily remember just for everybody. But the dude hit it on the head. And it's the thing that people complain about, too. It, it's the, you know, the, the fact that players are not really in reality it, it, or living in a reality of what regular people are. And this is the first guy that really put it out there to say, listen, we know where we are. We know we're getting better treatment than most people in this world. He didn't go to the fact that, say, if you got arrested, I wouldn't have a job. But I believe he's probably said something like that just because of this quote to where you completely understand. He he completely gets it. And there are some athletes who don't whatsoever. And so that's another reason why I like this guy. Not only is that he's the brother of an indoor football player, uh, but the guy is damn smart. He's years ahead of anybody out there because there are no, there's nobody out there that may, has ever made a statement like this as far as I can remember, Cuervo. And you'll correct me if I'm wrong or it's just one I'm missing that's right in front of my face. No, no, I think, I think you're right, Sonny. I've never heard an athlete uh, put it in perspective, and I think it's a good perspective because, you know, people like that, yeah, they, I mean, it's a day-to-day struggle for them. Yeah, and then yeah. you got other people who who want to make quotes like, well, no, you want to see me fail, but I get to live, I get to live the rich life, in other words, is what he was, what he was yeah. saying. And yes, I'm talking about LeBron James because that's the type <laughs> of arrogant person that he is. Uh, he is. I agree. People ask, you know, he got asked. This was a few years back, and I'll never, I'll never let this down. But um, you know, about people wanting to see him fail, and the message that he had to those people is like, well, they get, they have to wake up and live the same life that they had today. Um, you know, they got to live, they live that life tomorrow. And so, and, and what kind of life would that be, LeBron? You know, you're talking. Are you talking? Uh, you know, middle class, hardworking people that uh, that work their ass off to go see you play play a basketball game. Some of those people, the ones that help your picture happen. Oh, those people. Okay, I, I, I wasn't yeah. sure, but I just wanted to double check. Um. So, you know, next time you want to say something arrogant like that, remember where where the millions of dollars that you get paid they come from. So. Um, yeah, but yeah, it sounds like Lillard's got it together. He sounds like a smart guy. Um, I, I, I like him, but things like that makes me fans of certain people. And now I think I have become a true fan of uh, Damian Lillard. It has nothing to do with who he plays for or anything like that. But yep, just his philosophy and how could you not root for him? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How can you not root for a guy that 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 and 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 this right this right here could be the classic of a a, a, an athlete being down to earth is understanding where you're at in this world, you know, and, and the fact that he recognizes other people's plight and how great he has it. Now, I'll give LeBron James credit. 
taking all those kids going to his high school and 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 giving them the free. I listen. I, I I'm never gonna. I am never. And I don't even care what the motive behind that is. It's irrelevant. Um, it's something that he did. You know. So you know, congratulations, LeBron, on that. I think that's that's that is outstanding. That's. But when you got that much money, that's what you should be doing. Um, take away from that. Uh, back to what we were talking about, the contract for Tyreek Hill. Here it is. He signed this back in 2016. It was a four-year, $2.5 million contract with the Chiefs. That included only, get this, but you understand this was his rookie contract. $70 million con- uh, signing bonus, $100,000 uh, guaranteed, and an average salary of $646,000. And in 2019, he's going to make, you know, well, not probably not, but he's under contract to make one point nine uh million dollars this year, uh, but he's not going to get the roster bonus because he won't be there uh the workout bonus for uh, ten grand because he won't be there and uh, but here's the huge thing in, in reality when you think about a quervo there's a two uh, there's a uh there's a two million dollar hit on the dead cap space uh for him, so you give now. In the grand schemes of things, the $2 million doesn't mean anything, but that's $2 million that you could have used for another player in reality because, you know, $2 million can, might give you somebody that can help you. Now, will it be Tyreek Hill? Probably not. Will it be anybody? No, it's a player. It's a body, uh, but a body that's a little bit better than normal. Um, so uh, you, you really, if you're the Chiefs, you're only losing the, the dead cap stuff. Cut ties with this guy. There, and listen, let's say he's found innocent all along. Listen to what this guy says, okay? You don't need the video here. You you read about the, the punching of a pregnant woman in the stomach, and then now you hear his words. There's no video. I hear the words, and to me, that's almost as bad. So if you're the Chiefs, you cut bait with this guy and say, listen, you know, Tyreek, great. And, and here's what I also say. If you, if you go to a team – uh, that we play against in the next few years, fine. We'll be, we'll figure out how to beat you. But you're, you're, you're unwanted, and 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 that's what and that's what the NFL needs to do. But you and I both know Cuervo. That's not the business of the NFL. The business of the NFL is winning. And if you can't win, you don't care. You're trying to get that top. You're trying to get a top. You know what? Six pick in the NFL draft because God, you can't really screw that up unless you're the Giants. Yeah, unless you are the judge. Absolutely. Um, yeah, look, Sonny, I mean, I, I know I know you're, like, all over the Kansas City Chiefs for, for not cutting ties with this guy. Uh, and I understand it, you know, because what type of message are you sending That's to it. the league, to, to, you know, women, to your team, to the public, to, to what women, your priorities yeah, women are? Yeah, right. Um, so, uh, I, you know, God, you know, I hate this Cuervo because it's not that I'm the moral police. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, 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 I am far from the, uh, a clean slate here. Um, uh, but dude, you can go back in my history and you're not going to find this. And if I did something like this, I'd be a scumbag. Sorry. I would be. All right. And, and how's it going? <laughs> And and it is. It's just a guy. I mean, 
dude, do something else. I mean, if you're going to get in trouble for something, do something else. Don't hit a pregnant woman. Don't try to kill your kid. Don't try to break. Don't break your kid's arm. Don't yell at a woman. Don't, he, he better. He's. He, you better be afraid of me like he is. You know, shit like that. You know. You know. Is that defines you as a scumbag? Okay, it really does. It defines you as a scumbag. Your, your picture should be right next to the definition. Go do something else. Okay, go do something stupid. You know that that the consequence is on yourself and not somebody else. When you're dragging somebody else with it, like you know, beating a woman, which, which but by the way, a hit in the stomach is beating a woman and a child at the same time, depending on where you think life begins. All right, so he not only that. You know, child abuse while the child was in the belly, and then going ahead and doing what makes anybody think this guy would have done anything differently if he has the balls to do that? The Kansas City Chiefs should have kicked him to the curb when they had the opportunity when this thing came up. And they, Cuervo, you're exactly right. This was something that they had an opportunity to make a stand on, and. And the reason why they can't do it, Cuervo, is they'll look like hypocrites in the end when they should have, you know, stopped this crap before it even got to where it's at. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Sonny, I think that whole thing with uh, when he, his girlfriend, when she was pregnant, I think, I don't even think he was with the Chiefs yet. I think he was still in college. So So the fact that they drafted him, with that knowledge, knowing what he did, uh, really says a lot. Then they drafted Kareem Hunt. As a matter of fact, they drafted a guy this year who um, had made some comments, some racial comments uh, yes. on social media. And, and it I wasn't when he was name. 12 and 13. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to. And I'm not talking about when he was in 12 and 13 years old and Somebody dug up some old, old dirt like they did to Josh Allen last year in the draft. I'm talking about this was like recent, you know, like while he was in college, he made these comments. So, really, I think it's an issue where the Chiefs continue to draft guys based on, and they don't look at the guy's characters. And, that's why you see certain maybe that's why you see certain guys get passed up by teams because yeah. of their character and they don't want to deal with it and the Chiefs are like we don't care we just want to win so we'll take a chance we do it on all them. day long we put up with it all the way long so well I mean this is that's you know Tyree Kill was the first one well that and that's what I'm saying they have done it over the past few years they did it with Tyree Kill. They drafted Kareem Hunt, and now they draft this other guy this year who has been on social media terrible. making all kinds of – knucklehead of terrible. I, you tell me about it, Chuck. I mean, what kind, of, what kind of morals do the Kansas City Chiefs have as, as an organization? You know you what I'm saying? Take so, morals out of it, Cuervo. Take, you take morals completely out of it. Where's character anymore? I know character is wrapped up with morals. Don't get me wrong. But it, it, it's more about the character of a. It, it, it just goes to show, all right. If you if you can run a four flat, and you're a scumbag, and you run, and you're a good guy and do everything right and a good a damn good player, but you run a four five, you're not even going to be considered. It's it's pathetic, um, and and, it, and 
and that also being said, you know, I'm never going to let the Tennessee Titans get away with their crap. It taking if anybody on it, listen, listen, everybody when they got a camera on it can become a actor if you want. And I'm not saying Jeffrey Simmons isn't a genuine guy, but I don't want to see the tears because I don't care. Because that situation, and you can say whatever he was doing. I read the background, I know exactly what I'm talking about. The fact that Jeffrey Simmons did what he did when he didn't have to, but and that's the case. Jeffrey Simmons, that whole situation is really sick. Simple. He didn't have to do that. All he had to do is pull that woman off of him. Uh, instead, he got in there and buffaloed her with, with punch at the punch at the punch at the punch at. This guy will do it again. And if anybody is in complete surprise that it happens again, I, I'll go back and say, go listen to go listen to the graph when I was over at the Bullet Experience, the Jerry Bullet Training Center, saying this was the worst movie. You need to fight the general manager. The only problem is is that the owner was on board with it, and that makes it even more pathetic. In fact, she she uh, she okayed the whole thing. It's pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, I think I just think uh, teams tend to be very forgiving now because they want to see the good in them, and and that and that's code for we just want to win. Hey, hey, Quervo, Quervo, say that again. <clears throat> teams are very forgiving, or at least they and, try to be very forgiving, and and they want to. They want to see. They want to try and see the good in, in in these in these individuals. And look, you know, I mean, that hey, you can laugh if you want to. Look, Sonny, one one it's about winning. Come okay. on, Cuervo. Come on, Cuervo. They don't want. That's they what can I give a rap bad ass with They can give a rap bad ass about this guy and what he does. This is they they, they can care less what kind of human being this guy comes out to. They just hope he doesn't trip up while he's on his team. And if they do, they'll come well, hey, with him and be done with it. <laughs> well, if they're smart. I mean, Kansas City can't seem to get that they right. They are, and they will care if he gets in trouble again because now yeah. they're going to have to find a replacement, and that's double the work. So, you know, if teams were smart, they wouldn't even bother with it. They wouldn't. Yes. Yeah, yes. Unbelievable. I, I, but, I don't know. Can, I'm just, can I'm we just, talk? I, I'm just having a Joan moment. That's all. It, 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 the hypocrisy is just crazy to me, you know. But, but you're right, Cuervo. The words that you said is exactly what they put out in public. And, and and everybody knows it's crap. <laughs> everybody knows it's crap. It's well, about winning. Let, let me ask and, you this though: Do you believe that certain individuals can make a mistake one time in their life, and it doesn't make them a bad person? I mean, is there I such thing? I think they can. Yes, queer vote, but. There's also a price that you pay in that, and and the price that you pay is not getting a first round draft pick and going to get paid millions of dollars to do this, because that's that's the ultimate of what happens here, and that and I might be wrong on the signal that it's sending out to everybody, and, and because I'm too old school for I'm too school for your for your new new school I'm I'm old school, but that signal don't matter what you did. Go beat up a woman. We'll get you a first round. Don't worry about it. It's all good. And, and maybe in that, maybe it's the simplicity in me on what I'm all about, Cuervo, in my life. Keep it simple, dude. It, you know, it, it, but but that sends that sends a signal 
to everybody out there that, yeah, it don't matter. Go ahead and beat up a woman. It's really irrelevant if you can run a four flat or you can can tackle a quarterback. It's just a horrible-ass message, and it it states – and listen, everybody is going to be politically correct. And they're going to say, oh, I hope he does everything so great, and he's going to be a good uh, person. You know, and he, he sheds a tear for, you know, for, you know, for the cameras. Wonderful job, by the way. That was, I, I think that was well planned out. Yes. Am I a skeptic of it? You're absolutely right. Because I'm an honest believer that I don't think that guy gave a rat's fat ass what he did. Because guess what? He was picked in the first round of the NFL draft. And I, it wouldn't shock me for one moment that he does this again or he has other things going on. But here's what I know, Cuervo. It will shock everybody else. Well, and again, that's because the public is very forgiving. People like you and I, not so much. Yeah. I mean, but By the no, way, we got a I couple of listeners. So. Let me just throw this out. We got a couple of listeners. If you want to get online, I've never said this because if if if, if you want to get online, press the uh, one button and I'll bring you in. Um, just to let you know, I got I got about four people in that are listening. Here we go. That that's what I thought. Let's bring in the four one two. You know, we we've been kind of you know having fun with this. Go ahead, four one two. Is this Lou? This is Steel City Storm. That that's. It was either Lou or Steel City. I get those and getting those area codes, man. How you doing, Steel? By the way, oh, congratulations on that prediction. I mean, I mean, if anybody listened to our show a week before, you knew exactly. If you listened to the show, you knew exactly what the Steelers were going to do. Congratulations! You not only that, not only did you nail that, you nailed the player they were going. Hey, hey, amazing. What's the saying, Sonny? Sun shines on a dog's butt every once in a while. So, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Um, you got but, it. The, but I don't want to uh, begrudge the subject you're on because I have a very strong opinion about what you're talking about. Um, but, yeah, for that Steeler pick, that, to me, nothing else made sense for that team or it would have been a failure no matter what else they did. That's the guy they needed. If they're really yes. serious about – the attitude they have right now, and they have an attitude, that was the pick you make. You show everybody you mean business, and that's how you do it. You do something yep. that's out of character. The Steeler way. The Steeler way. Yes. Not only that, not only did you pick, it said that you, you almost picked, the, did you pick the exact team that they were going to jump up to get? Well, I originally thought that the Redskins not seeing, I thought that the they were going to make something with the Redskins at 15. But in seeing, because I didn't think that the Bengals, the rival team at 11, were going to be interested in that linebacker. But don't forget, they don't have perfect anymore. Even though he's a thug, he's a damn good player. So that yep. was ultimately probably the final deciding factor. If you're not going to get your player, well, your rival's going to get him, so you better go get him. So it made yeah, since I didn't see that coming, I thought actually Cincinnati was going to go another direction. But I actually thought 15th, which would have made sense to move up 10 spots, is pretty drastic, and that's usually not uh, many teams would do that in that situation. But the Steelers did, which was again out of character, but right on. Yep, and go go into what we're talking about here, where you're at. 
Uh, well, the subject you were talking about, forgiving players and everything, I think it's, it's, it's a simple philosophy. And I'm older than both of you. So, I mean, one thing that you have seen changed Don't in all sports. I am. Uh, the one thing that has changed in all sports, even, even college, is money. Money. Teams will compromise now even 20 years ago. Tyron Hill would never even be on the team 10 to 20 years ago, but today it's almost like they're looking for a way to forgive them because that's the price they'll pay to win because winning's about money. All about the Benjamin. That's what it is. There's nothing else. They, they, uh, even many teams, organizations, even colleges, college football, money maker, they will go to any extreme to win because it's about the Benjamin. That's what it is. Absolutely, yep, must be the Benjamins. And and Cuervo, before I <clears throat> jumped over to Steel City, um, you, you were in the middle of a point, and I apologize. I, I don't know if you even remember now, but uh, finish that uh, that thought and that point. Yeah, no, I, I I can't remember what I was saying now, Sonny. I I got I got into what what you were saying, and then Steel City came on and joined us, so uh, it's all right. Yeah. It, it, it might come back to me later. Yeah, but it, it is what it is, and it, we do got Steel City. By the way, Steel City, I mean, give us a report on on what is going on in Pittsburgh, saying you're right there, um, because you know, say what you want, I, you know, that move. As far as the Steelers were concerned, that put me in the top five of the best drafts this year just because of that move. I mean, let's be honest. The other picks, you know, they weren't they weren't sexy, but they were needs, and those were needs that, that were met, and that's the reason why I think they had one of the best five drafts out of the uh, out of the uh, draft this year. I think the reason why the draft went that way for the Steelers, well, of course, the first move is such out of character for them but it was such a basic need and it was a, a an obvious need now the the experts so-called experts here in Pittsburgh are a little differ on the next two picks they uh for example are we got the wide receiver where they thought Boinkin who ended up going to the Ravens from Notre Dame was the perfect third round pick for the Steelers that they passed on them. But then again, the so-called experts said, yeah, well, you laughed when they drafted six rounds some kid from Central Michigan named Antonio Brown, you know. Yep. So, I mean, and then the Mike Wallace's of the world, they've done well. A kid that played wide receiver, running back, and fullback at Georgia, a guy named Heinz Ward, you know. So they've had success picking in those middle rounds. Uh, like that, um, Juju Smith-Schuster was a second-round pick. Um, so, you know, you have your critics, but then, like you said, Sonny, it's the Steeler way. They they don't necessarily sometimes pick the best player of the draft or that position. They pick the best player to fit what they want for what they need. And they've all I, I think they're – And, you know, yeah, sometimes and it doesn't work. Yep. And and that's and that's their philosophy. I mean, if you look at the Steelers and what they do, their philosophy is is to to draft their needs, uh, and not their wants or who the best player is. 
Because let's be honest, if you have a quarterback and the best in the best quarterbacks available, and you have Big Ben, you're not going to take that guy. So, you know, we can talk about success in drafting all day long. I mean, all you got to do is look at some of the moves that they have made and some of the names that you're talking about. Even though those two wide receivers didn't win the Super Bowl, but you look at the you look at the signing on what's going on with the Steelers Cuervo. He signs the contract, uh, but. Then there's things. Then there's questions of whether or not he'll be back after that contract. That contract's up in 2021. That you know, you say whatever. He's going to be 40 in 2022. The guy will get if he doesn't decide to retire, Cuervo. This guy will get picked up. There'll be a team in need of him if the the Steelers don't keep him. But let's be honest. Looking in the Steeler way, also Cuervo. You look at all the big-name quarterbacks that have came out of Pittsburgh, they all retired as a Steeler more so than going to another team, unlike some of the other quarterbacks, you know, such as a Peyton Manning, who obviously moved away from the Colts to go over to Denver to win another one. Uh, but it, normally, the, these types of quarterbacks in, in Pittsburgh, they retire, they retire Steelers. That's true. Um, you know, I mean, the Steelers, if there's one thing that they do is they – when if they're going to commit to somebody, they're they're not, you know, it's going to take a lot to let that guy go. Just like a Heinz Ward, as uh, Steel City mentioned earlier. Yeah. I mean that guy, you know, he was a Steeler for life. Um, you know, and some of the other guys in in the past as well. Um, you know, those are those are guys that they want to stay committed to. They don't let them. They they will do whatever it takes to keep them and. Now that Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are gone, um, that right there alone, I think, has given the message that Ben's next on the list to, to retire a Steeler and be a Steeler for life. So, yeah, um, wouldn't surprise me one bit if, if when he's done playing that he's he's not going to go to another team or or anything like that. Yeah, I, I think there's something to be said about that as far as where where your tradition is all about. And and, and I'll start, shoot this because I know which way you'll go with it. So I, I am going to loft you a softball, okay, Steele? But really mm-hmm. because it's because of what that franchise is, okay? The guys that were opening their mouths and making the biggest, biggest, you know, you know, whatever, the biggest headaches are guys that didn't win Super Bowls. Because they don't have the Steeler thinking, and that's team before, you know, individual. And, and I'm sorry, you can sit there and talk about Ben Roethlisberger all you want, but that guy's all been all about team the whole time. Because let's be honest, this guy's not the guy that runs and throws for 5,000 yards a, a season. He's in between 35 and 50, uh, 35 and 45, and you know he isn't. I mean, he's got a great arm, but that guy's about team. And the reason why the Steelers had to get rid of the Brown and the Bell, because it wasn't about team. These guys were about their own self first, because the simple fact of the matter is that they would have played like a team. They would have got the money. They would have got what they needed, but their egos got in the way of their success and reality. And that's, and I, I do, I put it directly on the shoulders of three guys. One of them's Wallace, the other one's Brown, the other one's Bell. So you got the BBW not getting the job done, and 
guess what? They got rid of the BBW. You watch. They're going to be in the playoffs. And not only that, I, you know, I cannot see just because of experience and just because of the story franchise, how they couldn't be in the AFC championship game somehow. You know what's staggering when you were naming Bell, Brown, and uh, Wallace? Don't forget, we had Emmanuel Sanders, too. We drafted him late. Exactly. I mean, and we didn't win anything. Now, now Brown and uh, Wallace did play the Super Bowl. We lost by six to the Patriots. Sorry, to the Packers. Um, But, yeah, we never won anything with them. And, no, you're exactly right. The one thing that irritates me, and don't get me wrong, I'm all about I want you, I want Cuervo, I want everyone in the world to make as much money as you can to make your life great. I'm all about that. Even with athletes, to a point, they were a victim, and we were victims of their success. Now, when Antonio Brown's getting interviewed and asking, you know, why he did this, why he did that, He's sitting in a multi-million dollar mansion, and he's saying how the Steelers didn't give him his due rights. Where the hell yeah. do you think that mansion come from? Yeah. You know, <laughs> the Steelers brought yeah. him in. It's that college education that he has there, Steel. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not going to kid you, and I've been to training camps. I have it on film. One of the hardest working guys on the team when he was there was Antonio Brown. There's no doubt about it. The guy's talented. He came to the Steelers. They seen that talent when no one else did because he was a sixth-round pick, like Tom Brady was too, and they brought him in, and he was successful. So you would think, you know, he was always about stats, and he was a victim. Now, Bell, on the other hand, was a um, beneficiary of the offense. He caught the ball. He ran the ball. The Steelers seen he could do both, and he does it well with a great offensive line. How great is it? They brought his backup in last year, and he made the Pro Bowl. That's how yeah. good of an offensive line. So let's see how Bell does in New York Jets right now. Don't be so surprised wait. if he's not I can't not wait successful. till week number one and watch the Jet game. Yeah, because I don't take nothing away from Bell, but that's not the same offensive line in front of him now. That's not Antonio Brown lighting up on the sideline when he's in the backfield. There's a lot of things that play to part in this for their success, and they're gone. And I agree with you. I believe the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win the AFC North. I know um, Cleveland's won the Super Bowl on paper, uh, but no, yeah. <laughs> you still got to play the game. Um, and they're still the Cleveland Clowns, and we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. So until you knock us off, I expect the Steelers to win the AFC North, and I expect Ben Roethlisberger to throw for about 250 yards. I want to run the ball. Not force the ball to a crying multimillionaire Brown. Watch his interception ratio get cut in half, and watch him have one and, of his best years. And, and the funny thing about that is, is we were talking about that. Cuervo, when I look at that trade and they let him go to the Cleveland freaking Browns, you want to talk about a team that was didn't give a rat's fat ass that they traded within the division with their quote unquote superstar that. that the Steelers didn't care. They took they, they and everybody knows they could have got more, but they went to Cleveland. I think there was a message sent behind it. Number one, you screw with us, you're going to go to a crap team. The only problem is that the Browns are getting better, but it also but it, it but what it did show is, is that they are not worried about Antonio Brown, or you wouldn't have traded him within the division. I mean, you hear that talk all the time. Well, you don't want to trade him within the division. Boom. 
They had no problem with it, Cuervo. Oh. Zero. Well, Sonny, I think I think you've got your guys mixed up. It was Odell Beckham Jr. that got traded to the Browns. Oh, um, yeah. Antonio, okay. Antonio and Brown I, is I'm, a I am wrong. You're right. I got the I got but two punks in, anyway. in, uh, in the wrong way. Sorry about that. <laughs> they're buddies. But uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, but now now you have uh, you know. But I mean, it it, it kind of does apply though because you have uh, it's it's. I mean, you might as well say that uh, uh, Antonio Brown like receiver is in the division now with Odell Beckham. Uh, because, yeah. I mean, when you talk yeah. about best receivers in the league, you you can argue Antonio Brown, you can argue Odell, yep. you can argue Julio yep. Jones. Um, you know, which which I I think. You know those guys. Uh, as much as I like them, there, there's a guy in New Orleans I like a whole lot more than I like any of those three. But that's just my Thomas. opinion. So, Thomas. Yeah, oh yeah, Michael Thomas, absolutely. So, um, but you know, I mean, I'm not taking any anything away from those three. You know, outstanding talent. Um, but you know, but now the Steelers deal with a guy in Odell that is just like an Antonio Brown as far as talent is concerned uh, with Cleveland. So I guess in a way, I mean, it's almost like he got traded to Cleveland when you, when you yeah. look at it, but he but, went to the Raiders then, um, right? That, that He went to the Raiders. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Antonio went to the, so now it's Gruden's problem. It's his headache to deal with. So, <laughs> um, Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> Huh. We'll see how it works but, out. Uh, the inter- it's, interestingly enough, the the Steelers, uh, you know, what they, they, again, I, I'm with you, Seal. I, you know, it, they may not have the names anymore or anything else like that, but you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I I, I like the uh, I like the um, the the idea of uh, them keeping Ben Roethlisberger. It, it's the it, it's the team. It's about the team, and you know, and they've they've made that dedication to him, obviously, because they signed that contract. Even though that may be his last contract, and I believe it very well might very well might uh, be that. Um, but at the same time, you know, what what are the Steelers going to do at the quarterback position? Because they really do only got two more years. They're going to have to figure something out fairly quickly. Do they have somebody already, or do they have to go out and get somebody? Maybe I'm missing who the backup is. Well, we drafted uh, the kid uh, from Washington State along with Robertson. Um, Rudolph, um, last name, I'm trying to and then we have a really smart kid who's a third-round pick to play to Tennessee. Uh, Dobson, really a fan favorite here, but he'll never be nothing but a backup. But such a, a likable person and so smart. Um, James Washington was the receiver we drafted from Washington State, and his quarterback, uh, I know I got Rudolph right, but he's the backup as of now. Um, will he be the answer after Roethlisberger? It's hard to say. He's a talented quarterback, but he's like an in-betweener. He he could play at this level. How good he'll be, it's hard to say. I wouldn't put him as a category, you know, franchise quarterback by no means. Um, he was never brought in to be that. Um, but, you know, you never know. Um, 
you know, the Steelers are just going to have to, uh, you know, I, I still remember Tommy Maddox being the quarterback for the Steelers. Yes. Beating the Browns in some crazy playoff game. And they went through a spell like that and, you know, finally landed Roethlisberger, of all people. Um, and then Maddox goes down and Roethlisberger has to start his second game ever and went 15-1. and And then, then the rest is history. Um so whether we were able to be lucky like that again or not is hard to say. Um, try I watch a lot of college football to know who would be that quarterback. That's hard to say. Also, um, Steelers have gone to free agency before with quarterbacks in the past, not that successful at all. Um, the quarterbacks that have won titles have been drafted here. Um, so. That's that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I don't expect Roethlisberger to uh, be go beyond this contract. He says here locally he can go five more years. Yeah, he's not Tom Brady. Let's just get it yeah. straight now. I love him to death, but he is not Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's not been Roethlisberger either. You know. But it, exactly. Well, they're two, they're two, obviously they're two different different types of quarterbacks, and because when you look at what. Ben Roethlisberger is Cuervo compared to Tom Brady. They're two different guys. I mean, all all the way around. I mean, because when you when you look at Tom Brady, he, he's you know, whenever I whenever I look at Ben Roethlisberger, I think he's just an, a linebacker. It's unbelievable how big and, and wide this guy is, and he's playing the quarterback position. You don't get that in reality when you are when you look at Tom Brady. No, you're right, Sonny. I mean, they are two different guys. And look, you know, uh, if, you, if you want to put it in perspective, I don't see Ben Roethlisberger eating avocado ice cream anytime soon. So uh, that's the difference that you get between Ben and, and Tom Brady, is, you know, because he's more about, you know, sleeping in oxygen chambers and all those crazy stuff. Ben's just Ben. He's just, he's, you know, tough guy. You know what I mean? Like that's, but that's but that's the Pittsburgh persona. Like that's the type of guy that that uh, he he represents the city of Pittsburgh. Um, you know, you're not going to get glamour and, and like you would with a Tom Brady, and, and he's just going to play until his damn legs fall off. I think, or Ben Roethlisberger will. Um, and let me tell you, his, his legs are are a bit shaky. So I don't see him, I don't see him playing too much. I don't know how much time he has left on his contract uh but he may not go much longer than that than what he's got yeah, right what now. did he sign he signed was, did he sign a two-year or three-year there uh steel three that's what i thought I, three I, years i could see him i could see him you know this past season he dropped a lot of weight was in literally best shape of his life he has sustained a lot of injuries during his career just because of the way he plays um, he's cut down on that a little bit, and I think that takes away from his performance. That's the difference between him and Brady. Brady, to get to Brady, and I've seen Brady in person lose to the Steelers, and the only way you get to Brady is pressure up the middle. Brady does not want to roll out. He does not want to throw in a run. That's not his thing. That's Roethlisberger. If you if you if Roethlisberger steps up in the pocket, we all here in Pittsburgh are like, oh God, please don't, because He's not yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> but when Roethlisberger has improvised, when he rolls out on his feet, he's more effective than Tom Brady. 
in that area, always. He he is. I've seen him shake off Terrell Suggs, roll out when all's lost, and throw a 40-yard pass. Uh, that's the difference. Tom Brady steps up. If he steps up in the pocket, you are done. He is going to find someone open. It doesn't matter. Exactly. There's your difference. It, yeah, it, it big big time stuff there as far as that's concerned. I I agree. I you know that, what do you think, Cuervo? Are, are you thinking that the Steelers? I mean, we were just briefly talking about a little bit as far as the AFC North is concerned, and 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 how that whole division should shape up. I know you 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 like Cleveland second in this division, which means you got the other ones dropping off. Um, Baltimore losing defensive, you know, defensive sides all day long. And uh, but, man, man, what what are you, do you think Steel's right? Are, are the Steelers the team to beat really within this division, or did you see some of the moves that are made by Cleveland as well as? Well, you didn't think you didn't think for one second that uh, Baltimore had the best draft, and plus they're losing everything uh, after the draft. Do you think anything differently about the Ravens? Mm, not really. I mean, I know, I know they addressed, uh, you know, certain needs and all that, and that's and that's cool. Uh, but uh, no, I, I still think the same thing about the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, they lost too much on on the defense, and I think they drafted not that well. Um, you know, I think that they could have gone in another direction. Um, shoot, I'll be honest. Who the hell did they take? That's that's how much I I forget as far as who they took. Um, let me see. I forgot who they oh, took yeah, too. They took I, yeah, they took they took a receiver. Like I said, they took they took a guy that they really didn't need. They took a flashy guy. Uh, and so, matter of fact, Antonio Brown's cousin. Uh, Holly, uh, Hollywood uh, uh, Marquise Brown from Oklahoma so they drafted him in the first round instead of going for someone on the defensive side that they needed um, and and, that, and that's why I don't think very high of the Baltimore Ravens and the Baltimore Ravens need to I, find I someone to throw on the ball yeah well, it, right, it, exactly. Right. That's exactly where I was headed with that. You're, you're right, uh, you know, because it just depends. I mean, if you get that a traditional sophomore slump, there's a lot of things that you've got to worry about if you're the Baltimore Ravens. And, and, and listen, I wasn't a great big fan of them anyway. Lamar Jackson, you know, you know one year of film, and, and that one year you're going to show all your tendencies in reality. I mean, out of all, out of, all of them, you know, out of all the quarterbacks within this division, you know, obviously you have what's going on in Cleveland with Mayfield, but Mayfield got more weapons in reality, obviously, you know, getting Odell Beckham. He got more weapons in the offseason. So, you know, the the likelihood of a sophomore slump, he may have some tendencies, but he got some different weapons more so than what Lamar Jackson got, um, which is not really any weapons at all. Um, even though it is who it was, you know, the cousin and everything else. I'm, I'm, I don't buy into that relationship that, you know, the cousin is good, so, so you know, or the uh, the one guy's good, so the cousin will be good. I don't buy into that crap at all. Um, and so, you know, that being the case, we, Carson Palmer's brother would have been a good quarterback. So, um, 
take away from that, it, it, it is what it is. Um, so the NFL, a lot of good stuff. Um, uh, Steel City, was there anything else you wanted to cover here before we got uh, before we head into the next subject? You can obviously hang on. We're, we're not going to put you offline unless you need to get offline. Uh, the only thing I was going to add about Cleveland is that I still believe the Steelers will win that division. Could Cleveland make the playoffs? Yes. Could they even win the division? Sure they could. I think it was between those two. But here's the two things that Cleveland needs to hope doesn't happen. Okay? They can't catch up on anyone now. They're not a mystery team. They know what they did last year and how well they played. So teams are going to know what to expect now. So they ain't going to be able to what we call sneak up on anyone. Second, with all those personalities you just inherited and all those things, the one thing, you know, you, you get too high with the highs or too lows with the lows, especially with Odell Beckham. They and Landry are just like Antonio Brown. They've won nothing. They've won nothing. So how do you deal with adversity? That's why I like the Steelers. They've been through the ringer. They're a veteran club. They've been through the highs. They've been through the lows. If this team's expectations are as skyrocketing as they are and they're buying into it, they kept yep. a little adversity at the beginning of the season. That could not be a bad uh, thing. And you start getting your pouting, your superstars, uh, you know, complaining. There's a lot of, of talent on paper, but chemistry goes a long way at winning. Absolutely. And, and think about think about the, the fact that you have, uh, probably a total of, you know, if if you're Cleveland, you're going for the wild card if you're not going to win the division. So that means you got to contend with either the Chargers or the Chiefs, who will probably win the division. All four teams in the AFC South: Texans, Colts, Titans, and Jaguars could all be shooting for that that uh, that. Um, wild card, as well as the Ravens and or Steelers. I mean, if the Ravens, you know, somehow don't don't go anywhere. I mean, we're talking eight teams that they got to try to be the best of two of. And I, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I just don't see that as much as they have Baker Mayfield. I see it maybe in the year or two. Um, but, you know, you know, you know, when you get a guy like an Odell Beckham Cuervo and you bring him onto your team and you are a young team moving in there, you know, I, I just, I, you know, and I, I wanted to hear your explanation one more time because I'm still trying to get past the fact that usually when you have that dynamic of a personality that is an Odell Beckham come to a team that really made some big strides last year, this will either definitely hit the home run or this, this will squash any kind of production that they had last year as far as production in a positive uh, so this is a make-or-break trade in reality or make-or-break guy that they picked up here in the offseason. You mean, are you you're talking about Odell, Sonny, or? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking about the, the, the Browns in general um, because they got all those cool. eight teams to go with and, you know, bringing in the dynamic personality to the team that was already up and coming before he even got there. So, you know, this is a hit or miss pick in reality, and they better hope it's a hit and a positive more so than a negative because, you know, to me, when I look at the Browns, they're going to have a great season or they're going to have a crap season. They're going to be 9-6 and six or better, or they're just going to fall off the face and be, a, you know, a 5-11 and 11 football team again. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, I mean, there's really no in between because it's, the, the consistency is not there yet. So either, like you said, it's going to be a boom or bust season for the Cleveland Browns. I honestly think that uh, I don't want to call it a boom, but I definitely think that they have what it takes. Like I like I mentioned before, to uh, to uh, you know be a threat to a wild card spot. Uh, I don't know if they're right. going to get it. Uh, but I definitely think they're going to be one of those teams that are in that week 16 scenario. If, you know, if this team does this and this team wins that, and, uh, then, you know, they're in or something like that. Cleveland's going to be in the mix for that. They're going to be the team that, that determines whether another team gets in the playoffs or not, or them themselves. Right. So that that's what I foresee with the Cleveland Browns. Should be an interesting season with those teams that are there that are on the cusp, you know. And by the way, Lord forbid the Dolphins or Bills decide they're going to play football. You know, I, I I can't say the Jets. It's just God, they're 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 just god awful. I, I I just I can't I can't see where where they're at as far as that's concerned. So um, the AFC's got, I think the AFC is going to be tough this year this upcoming season because you can't have that surprise team coming out of the East outside of the Patriots. So uh, there's a lot of things in consideration for the Browns. Uh, They're going to have to get that coaching staff up to date and ready to rock and roll and make sure Odell Beckham's on the same page of everybody else instead of Odell Beckham bringing in a page and saying, no, this is how we're going to do it. So it it just all depends on what, you know, if Odell Beckham will buy into the system that's going on over there. And I think, found that out fairly quickly i you know listen i you know i don't expect the browns to win the first three games of the season um but if they could get one or two of those first three we could be looking at something that's really interesting for them as they move forward uh into next season because you know the nfl is not for long and really cleveland is only one step away in reality from from being there because of injuries. Now, and by the way, their their schedule works out for them too. Cleveland week one has the Redskins, then they have the Colts, then they have the Buccaneers, and and even the Lions all the way up to the Titans. So, man, you know, hold on, is that preseason? No, no, that's not preseason. August? Do they open up in August? August is August is preseason, so. Okay. All right. So I. So let me see here. There it is. That is the preseason schedule. Let me just hit this button. And so here's here's the the Browns. Were, oh Jesus. Yeah. It, 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 this is this is this is what you get when you get good. It, you know. Oh, hold on. No, that's week one. That's not just the team. Wow. Hold on. Where are we at? Cleveland. Bang. They get they get the Titans week number one. So so that's that's good for them. Um, and so week number two, come on, scroll, scroll. So week number two for the Browns, uh, for the Cleveland Browns are, where are they at? Oh, wow, they're on Monday Night Football against the Jets. And then week number three, they get the Rams. So, I mean, I mean, Cleveland could be, God, it could be 2-1, you know, after the Ram game. Um, because, I mean, they could they have, you know, geez, I think they, I think they can beat the Jets, and, and I think they can beat the Titans. So, you know, you know that that's the first two games, and, and not only that, you can see how they play in those two two games against 
maybe kind of mediocre kind of teams there uh, at Steel City uh, because those those two teams are beatable regardless week in week out. And by the way, the Browns get the Titans at home more so than the Browns being in Tennessee, where somehow Tennessee just wins games they have no business winning. They they would be able to beat Cleveland, but you know the Browns at home with Tennessee. You think they got the first two in the back? I mean, it's possible. I mean, the teams they're playing, you know, don't expect that much more from them. Cleveland, you know, seems to be, you know, they made the moves to definitely uh, be a better match for those two teams. I'm extremely happy with our opener. I couldn't have asked for a better opener. Who's New was England. That? Uh-huh. At New England. They got us standing there while they raised their sixth banner. My my answer yeah. to that is been there, done that. Yeah, that that will yeah because you guys got the six already. You know, I I I caught that. I'm a little slow on the uptake on something, but it is all right. Quavo, get the last word on as we are uh, fading out here after three hours of coverage of the NBA, Major League Baseball, and NFL. Anything you want to cover before we're out of here, man? Uh, well, it's not NFL-related, Sonny, but, uh, you know, I learned something new yesterday. I never was. knew I never knew that a horse could get disqualified from a race. Never knew that. And, well, and I, I couldn't and, believe what I heard. Okay, when you, when you, I heard you, that, you I normally, couldn't believe it. Normally, I'm on the Kentucky Derby. What happened? I, I was so busy yesterday, I missed the Kentucky Derby yesterday. I have no clue yeah. who won. So, uh, <laughs> okay, now I, I have to go back and look up the names because, I mean, all you have to do is name like a color, the name of the shoes you're wearing, and the kind of car you're driving. You have a horse's name, but uh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, there it is, Kentucky Derby. Yeah. It, it, let's see. So country country house won, but it was supposed to be maximum security. However, what happened was maximum security was disqualified for interference. Now I watched the replay, and I maybe uh, maybe you gentlemen have a different opinion, but I didn't see any intention there. I just think it was horses just trying to get around each other, and they made contact and they decided to disqualify the horse that wound up winning the race. And what they did was, I think I think the rule, the way they did it was they moved maximum all the way back behind, uh, behind the, the horse that they touched. So it was like two or three different horses that they made contact with. So whoever was in the, in the, the lowest position, they moved them behind that horse. So they went from winning the race to finishing, I think, like fifth or something like that. And I mean, you want to talk about a pissed off owner and a trainer and a jockey and all that stuff. I mean, I can only imagine how mad they were. And it cost Vegas nine million bucks uh, because of the fact that uh, that they that they had to change that they changed the ruling or whatever or they or they wind up saving nine million something like that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It just it just I learned something new yesterday. 
I didn't know yeah, that a horse I, could get disqualified from a horse race. Uh, I, yeah, and and for I knew the rule. I did, and I literally didn't know it until wherever because I forgot that it was Derby Day yesterday. Um, you know, more than anything, um, because of what I was doing yesterday, I plum forgot they were running the Derby. Uh, so I did know what it is. So we'll check into it. But I did know about the rule. There is an interference rule. Um, but, you know, you think about, you know, well, Steel City, you think about, you know, in, in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, you, you want the you want the players to be able to play and not, you know, nitpick with all these crazy rules and things like that. Yeah, I didn't know anything like that ever existed in any type of race with a horse little than anything else. And just on a final note for me, our number one draft pick made his own and ate his first Bermani sandwich here in Pittsburgh yesterday. The news followed him. He walked through town. Got it. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so that's the that's, that's there. Oh, I love it. You know, you got to be paying attention because sometimes those jokes are going to go way over your head and way below the knees. So I got my shin guards on, really and did. you know, I caught it no, before really it went over did. my head. Yeah, he I know. really did. I, That's no, the world famous for Manny sandwich. Everybody yeah, has to, comes to town has to go. Absolutely, I get. <laughs> so that. <laughs> But you got to love Steel City. But, we, hey, we did it three hours and a little bit some. Hey, thanks for hanging on with us, Steel. I, I, I tried to get to you when we went to break, and you, you cut out when I went to break and then came back because you were on before. So um, I'm glad I was able to get you on. And uh, we'll, we'll do it next week. We're going to be here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Join us for that. Lots of other stuff that will be going on. And uh, we'll talk about that next Sunday here. On that being said, our Sunday morning tradition will continue next week. It'll either be 9, 10, 11, 12, or 1. We'll decide when that will be later in the week here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Steel City, uh, thanks for joining us. And, of course, Cuervo, have a good one, my friend. Thanks for hopping on for a three-hour ride. No problem, Sonny. Steel City, take care. Have a great day. Sonny, you have a great day as well. You bet. I got two pots of coffee in me. I got no place to go but up. So there we go. So everybody have a good one. Three pots. I'm going to work on the third one here in a second. Everybody, we're out of here. Take care. Bye-bye. Loud. There we go. I hear them.